What's up, bench warmers? Welcome in episode 113 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Jimmy Flato, Nico Bryant coming to you once again on a Thursday. I just got back into town from Vegas. I'm running on fumes while we're recording this. I'm, I'm going to take a nice, uh, get some good sleep, finishing up my fall break here. Uh, but we do have a jam-packed episode for you all, about two hours. We talk NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, college football. There's a ton of stuff that happened. There's UFC. a ton of stuff that's going <laughs> to – UFC. We have a UFC pick them again. We're going to have Rev the Problem Coco back on to talk about all those things uh, next week. So we got plenty of stuff coming up for you guys. Um, as always, you can follow us at FEOTV Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're going to want to see some of the videos from this week's episode. It, it got a little out of hand. It got a little it's crazy. A little <laughs> yeah, I really hope that, that none of them – Trust me, they don't pick up on subtle hints, so I don't think any of them know that I still have a podcast. So hopefully, if you are listening, listen to the parental advisory. Don't listen. Just just no, don't listen. Um, yes, also be sure to follow the Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore. Uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel as well if you want to check out the Talking the Gridiron show that's live every Sunday. Um, you can do that. It goes live at about 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, plus all of the other great shows, great content. I, w- I We should have had a better plan. I should have had a better plan. We should have got the Out of the Falcon Mind podcast guys on for this week because we are playing. It is going to – it would be a house divided, but uh, we got plenty of other stuff to get to. So, without further ado, are we going to tear the goalpost down? Are we done with it? Jimmy, we we're singing Rocky Top and smoking cigars, baby, because Bull is winning. I'm winning. Peyton's winning. Life is good, right? Football's fun again. As long as you don't look to the NFL, just stay away. At least, the, at least one color orange is doing good this year. Baby, don't stay down and you never quit. Come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. It's it's good to be back here on a Thursday. It's good to be back on home soil. I was spent the last... 36 hours in Nevada, so maybe maybe a little bit more. I don't know. Sunday night, and, and I got 36 back hours of no sleep, basically. Basically, calm Dennis Rodman at this point. I'm riding back, in, riding back in on my Harley. I'm, I stormed back in. I just got done coaching, and, and now I'm ready to get this thing rolling. Episode 113 of the Far End of the Bench podcast, by the way. Jimmy Plato, Nico Bryant, got a ton of stuff to get into. It was like sports. It was sportsception last night. Playoff baseball. Um Basketball started, hockey's going on. The only things that we didn't have were football, but hey, there was a lot that was going on. Two opening nights, um, Monday night was even better because then you had all four going at, at the same time with the Broncos. We'll obviously get into that. We'll talk about the pick'em. Uh Bola got his first hit of the season. So Ooh, the funk that, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it was going a, against the the, the the Death Star. He went against the Death Star and came out alive. How about that? <laughs> not only covering the spread, but also winning outright. That was yeah, love yeah, to see that. Yeah, Heipel's a good good one for that. He he normally pulls out pretty good. Um, so we got plenty of, of everything to get into. And I think we're gonna touch on a little bit of UFC because there is a huge card a coming up. Massive card. Yeah. So this weekend. That's gonna be absolute fire. Before we get into all that, we are presented by the Variety Sports Network. Be sure to follow at Variety Sports underscore Variety underscore Sports underscore on their social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to hear uh, Talking the Gridiron, our live recap show that we do every NFL weekend uh, with myself and then Darren and Tyler from the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Shout out those guys. And be sure to follow us at FEOTB Pod. If you're uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, you'll be able to watch the 
the Top of the Mountain podcast that we do, plus the clips from these shows. So there's a lot of great stuff coming your way. Be sure to subscribe, like, leave a five-star rating and review, all of that stuff. Um, over two years of the podcast down, by the way, and we're, our audience numbers continue to grow weekly. It's pretty awesome to see. We're over 10,000 listens. Did you ever think when we started this thing, 10,000 people would have heard us by this time? That's 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 a little crazy. That's yeah, it's a little just a little bit crazy. I mean, for Pete's sake, we're on our what is this? Our fourth NBA season, third hockey season, and we're yeah. on our fourth football season. I think something around the second, third, maybe maybe third football season. Yeah, because it wasn't a bubble. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's wild. We we've, we've come in waves, and like I said we had our we had our off season over, and and we still and obviously everyone loved the content around the Stanley Cup final, so that carried us all off season. But like I said, right now we're we're knee deep in everything right now everything right now between yep. every single sport possible you can name it we, we i got money on four different sports today alone i threw money on the college football game on wednesday night yeah i did i, I i'm not proud of it okay is but it, I threw money is on it four fun, different sports. is it fun belt action or is it uh is it's, it it's, app state, it's app state against georgia state so i don't know what the hell that so is so i think it is fun belt let's see I didn't even realize there was a game going on. That's how bad. It was the first Wednesday game of the season. I was like, all right, well, you know what? Let's have a little fun here. I took App State money line because yeah. of what they did earlier in the season. That's all <laughs> I knew about it. So that's, they, all, that's all I can say. That is the Sun Belt. So, yes, Thursday night, Wednesday night football and Sun Belt has taken over the week weekday football. I think Maction will start mm-hmm. next month. Uh, but before we talk about anything else, if we're going to talk about college football, we all know the story that we have to lead off with, right? Uh, that was a buff first game off, the and, first one, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. right? That, that, everybody that was, one, that, that everybody was still concerned whether or not they still had a football program. I know, right? That uh, that team, that that team won, right? That was that was the big story, that, there, right? That yeah, no, no, uh, no. It, it feels like '98. I mean, Tennessee for the first time in 15 years. 15 years of a losing streak against one school that is one of your most historic rivals. Third Saturday in October. This thing is is set every single season, and it hasn't even been competitive really up until the last year and a half. And first off, I didn't think that they would be able to pull Alabama into that kind of a game where they're going back and forth and trading and, and getting into the shootout. Kudos to Bryce Young for almost being able to pull it off. But oh my goodness, Tennessee has some studs on, on the outside. Hendon Hooker is a fucking dog. He is my a- lord. This rock they were singing Rocky Top, bringing the goalposts in the river. I mean, it was it was a whole damn party down there in Tennessee. And man, do I love it. I love it. I you know, the one thing that I, that kills me about college football is disparity. And my God, ladies and gentlemen, we have it. Now, look, look, Tennessee, there's a still a chance Bama could find themselves way in somehow if, if Tennessee loses to Georgia in a couple of weeks or whatever happens. But, man, I have a chance to see Tennessee in a playoff and, and an absolutely electrifying team that, 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 is, that, that we, we haven't heard from since Peyton Manning was a, was a coach or was our coach, was, was, that, was that QB. Like this, 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 this school has, has, has held on to – college baseball for about 10 years and finally they got college football back on track and, and man it's it's fun to see i love it it's fun to see jalen hyatt 
is probably going to be the stud of the day. So I, I'll give him my row one brand stud of the day. Be sure to follow row one brand at cool stub, go to row one brand.com. You get 15% off anything in the art gallery. When you use code BSP one five, um, six receptions, 207 yards, five touchdowns. He averaged 34 and a half yards, a catch. And dude's going to be a first round receiver. Absolutely. Next year. Like, he's like, the next like, Justin Jefferson, the next Jamar chase. This is that dude is, is something else because he's not just he he had a long of 78 but it's not like he's just running free i mean the way that the offense is set up you either have to cover the deep route and that's going to leave the underneath guys open or you're going to try and play man and some guy somebody's going to get open he was open the entire time nobody could hang with him and then nobody could tackle him in the secondary let alone the fact that alabama has 17 penalties Two under Nick Saban. Nick Saban lost his ever loving mind. That was oh my gosh. That that that's a game. If there's two games a year that Alabama doesn't want to lose, it's Tennessee and Auburn, and 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 losing to Tennessee against a team that look, Bryce Young did everything he could. Will Anderson did everything he could. There isn't much talent around them. There really isn't. This is more and, and look, maybe this is because of the 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 the, the widening of, of of the cultural playoff, or maybe it's because of the transfer rule, or maybe it's NILD or whatever. But my God, Alabama, oh boy, you're on the hot seat here, fam. Because you look look, last year you said it was an off year, right? You had you had the, the 15 first round picks or whatever it was two years ago where you lost everybody. Last year was an off year. This year is supposed to be your year to get back. It doesn't even look. You got a tough sled ahead of you. Yeah, you no, they Miss, go. You have Ole Mississippi Miss for a couple State, weeks. Mississippi and, State this week, and they're in the top twenty-five. And then you get and, LSU, LSU, and then you get Ole Miss in a couple weeks, who's a top ten team on a feed as well. This is not tough. There's no, there's no cakewalk Alabama schedule anymore this year. They got some dogs on their schedule, and like I said, they lose one more game. They, they, they unless they dominate every single game, they're not getting in the playoff. Or not? No. Tennessee has a much better argument right now, even if they lose to Georgia. So right now, right now, Alabama has needs some work to be done. But man, do I love new blood in the water, Jimmy? I love it. I freaking need it. Little Hendon Hooker. I mean, come on now, smoking the cigars, the the the, the uh, whole stadium getting running onto the field. The president Mine of the university, hundred thousand dollars, by the way, exactly. Which the president in the in the box on on the third level, smoking cigar, saying, "I don't care how much it costs, I'll do this every damn year." And you yeah, bet your right. ass he will, because that hundred thousand dollars for those goalposts will come out of the tuition that, will be, that of all the new applicants that Tennessee will get next year for beating Alabama. So mm-hmm. really, it's wonder a rush under the water. It's no no pocket. It's no sweat at all, man. But man, I love it. I love to see it. And like I said. Tennessee is a dynamic offense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compare it to that LSU team from a few years back. But man, this is a team that is going to be, be relying on their offense to put up points, and man, they can do it. They can do it, and it, it never hurts to have a 25-year-old, 26-year-old starting quarterback. That's the blessing and the curse of the super seniors and the the COVID eligibility, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's worked out. Another team that proved a lot on Saturday was Michigan. Uh, taking on Penn State. This is their first, it was a top 10 matchup. It was on their home turf. It's time to see what the, the freshman can do when he's got his back up against the wall. JJ McCarthy came through 17 to 24, 145 yards. Didn't blow you away, but he didn't make really any huge mistakes. 
and his ability, what he brings to the that offense, is it that much better than this offense with Cade McNamara? No, probably not. I mean, the running game is where this this offense runs through, but that's what he brings. If you get into the third and fours and everything is covered down the field, guess what? He's a dynamic athlete. He can go get the, get himself the first down, reset the chains, and your offense can continue to move. And that's this Michigan offense. I was listening to this game on on the radio, and it's just you know pounding after every single play. You're like, can I? Can I please get this team off the field somehow? They get into third and two, and, and it's basically a guarantee that they're going to get it. Um, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, 173 and 166 yards between the two of them, 418 yards as a team. Uh, it, I think it's really time to have that conversation in Happy Valley because this is James Franklin. He's established his culture. This is his team that has his fingerprints all over it. And you got bullied. Yeah, I mean, a big-time bully. And look, Penn State was obviously all, all the off-the-field issues really is what would derail this program. And I'm not going to hate on James Franklin too much because of the way he put this program back on the map. There's zero doubt that, that above all, everything that happened in the 2010s, I don't need to repeat it, but everything that happened in the 2010s, uh, um, he put this program back on the map and got them to a respectable spot. So – it's, look, look, he has a way to go, and they're not, they're not the level of Michigan. They're not the level of Ohio State. But, but when you compare yourself to the rest of the Big Ten, they're having a respectable year. They really are. But, like I said, there's just the cream of the crop and something that just you're not at the level at. If you're Penn State, obviously you want to take that next step and be competing with them. But, man, I, like I said, their best shot was with Sorley and, and, and Saquon a few years back. Like, 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 what, what else? What other high, high profile um, recruits are going to be in the state of Pennsylvania? Be like, why the hell should I just not go to Tennessee or why the hell should I not go to SEC school? I, look, Penn State's cool and all, but I mean, is that really the, the school that I want to go to if I want to go to a Big Ten school? It's, it's going to be Ohio yeah. State every day of the week, or it's going to be uh, Michigan every day of the week if I'm a five star. So Here's that's my. The, Go ahead, finish. That's 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 the, that's the reality of it. That really is. I, I hate that it's that way, and I, and I love that there's disparity. But you need they need to figure out some recruiting class where they can get to a point where Tennessee's at right now, where they can get to a point where LSU was at two three years ago with Burrow and company, where you just get groups together in squads where you can finally take them down one time, and then you're right back where you should be. I don't even think that they're the best recruiting school in their state. I think that right now Pitt has a better chance there because the it used to be that Penn State was in the Big Ten and say what you want about the ACC, but Pitt used to be in the Big East. So now that it's ACC, it's two Power Five conferences. And if I go to Pitt, I get to play on ESPN just like I would be able to play on ESPN at Penn State. And I get to be in an NFL facility because Pittsburgh shares their facility with the Steelers. So there's probably a lot more other than the fact that you get to be coached by James Franklin, who I do think is one of the best coaches and what he's able to steer that program out of. I agree with you. It's hard. Pre- I mean, I think that they're probably going to finish with three to four losses on this season because they have Minnesota coming up, which is not a, an easy matchup. If you got beat up in the run game against Michigan, Minnesota has running backs for days. They, they just want to run the football on you. Ohio state. I don't even know if CJ Stroud's going to throw a pass. I think Ohio state Here's the thing about Penn State is that they do they do normally play the Buckeyes tough, and it is at home in Happy Valley. Happy Valley, it's going to be early. I can't see a scenario where they are able to beat Ohio State this year. I mean, we could talk about that probably a little bit more. That's the game coming up in two weeks, 
they have a tough matchup staring them right in the face in Minnesota. Michigan goes now and, and plays Michigan State. That game, rivalry game, you can never really predict what's going to happen. But it should be a cakewalk, should it not? I think it should. But, I mean, like I said, you really never know, honestly, with the Big Ten. Like, it always seems like, like the Northwesterns and the Purdue's of the world. If something always happens, we were like – I would have never thought that. And then someone pulls something out of their ass. That's just the nature of the Big Ten. So I'm not going to say never, especially in a conference with as much disparity in the middle of the pack as the Big Ten. Um, like I said, I, I, do, I do think Penn State could be – I think Penn State can, can win this weekend against Minnesota because Minnesota has struggled the past couple of weeks. Um, um, but, but if you're looking at Ohio State and Michigan, I, I think those two teams, man – Look, it's it's a collision course. It, it really is until week whatever thirteen or whatever the hell the last week of the season is. So it's yeah. a collision course to get to that point. I like I said, I, I don't see anyone else from the Big Ten competing with the rest of these guys. So that's the thing. Since they're all on the one side of the conference, they have to play each other. So you're going to get the best out of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. On the other side, right now it looks like it's going to be Illinois. Illinois is in the top 25. They're undefeated at home and they've only had one loss. I don't think it's like I said, they might not win, but it's going to be a game where you know that you played them. They're, they're a solid program. Now they have, have moved themselves up. Are they going to win? Are they going to compete? Maybe not, but it is going to be a situation. You're going to have to play, not, not lose by, I don't know if lose by 30. If it's Ohio state, then yes. Because Ohio State has that offense that can score that way. I don't think Michigan blows beats them out by thirty. I think Michigan and Illinois have. I'm gonna tell you right now, game. the line starting in that game would be minus twenty for both teams, and that's and, and then I would be hard pressed to take the plus. Like it's it's, it's that's an easy hedge hedge the other way. If I if I'm if I'm a betting man, which I am, look Illinois, their program has gone better since getting rid of Lovey Smith and doing all that, but they're not. Like I said, we're talking about Penn State not being the cream of the crop. I don't think Illinois can put up the points with these with these two teams in general. Like, like when I say thirty point game, I say Michigan score thirty points and Illinois be be lucky to get to ten. Like that, like that's that's and and, and get close to that covering. So I don't know. I, like I said they're going to be the team on the other side just because there has to be a team on the other side. But I don't have any confidence in that at all. My next and last question for you: What's the what's the biggest upset that that uh, occurred elsewhere? Utah, number twenty, beating USC forty three forty two. TCU beating number eight Oklahoma State forty three forty. I'll throw in there Syracuse because Syracuse is still undefeated, beating NC State, and now moving up to six and zero and pushing their record even further. What's the biggest upset? Which team are you most nervous for now? And like who's not going to be able to recover from that? Cause now Utah has two losses, but also one of the best wins in the country beating number seven USC. It's not the worst thing in the world to lose to Utah, especially when it's a home game. It's, it's going to look good in the eyes of the committee, but manly Lincoln Riley needed that one. That was he one that you couldn't let it get away. It's easily that one. It's not even close. Look, Oklahoma State, I know you're a, you're, you're a Cowboy fan, but TCU was the favorite team in that situation. No, they were they were underdogs. They were like six point dogs. The plus there was a plus four. I had it at the at the at the, at the money line, and mm-hmm. for the most part, look, TCU had to claw their way back into that game. But in reality, I honestly was expecting that. And out of those three, 
out of those three you just said, I would have expected the one – if I were to pick one team to pull off that win, it would have been TCU. It would not have been Utah. After what I saw the last couple of weeks, it would not have been Syracuse over NC State. So, for that reason, I'm not surprised as much with TCU. For, for, for the NC State, Syracuse, NC State – they kind of they kind of hit their hit their peak when they they had a chance against Clemson. After that loss, they kind of everything went downhill from them. And then, like I said, USC, but you you lost a chance. There was a chance. To, there, that was a Pac-12 chance right there. It came and went on Saturday night. There there the, unless something wacky happens where where Tennessee whoops Georgia and where Georgia loses another game at some point in, in season again, that, that then they may have a shot at the four seed. They may, if they well, win out. When we if talk about the when we talk if, about the rankings, I'm going to mention another Southern California team that might might be making themselves a case. Uh, and, I'll, and, I'll, and and then we're in a situation like, okay, are, are we really going to pick USC over Alabama, a one loss Alabama team, or or one loss Georgia team? No, absolutely not. The, the committee will never do that. They'd rather die on the damn stake than than do that um, in the final four. I'll tell you that right now. So. If you're if you're USC, like I said, you hope for next year. That's 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 late. Look, Lincoln Riley. The excuses can come and go. This ain't your team. This isn't the team you recruited. Blah blah. blah. Yes, you got a lot of transfers. Yes, you have Caleb Williams. But look, now now you're going to get a chance to have your first recruiting class next year. Let's see how it pans out because your chance in the final four is done. Uh, notable games that are coming up this weekend. Syracuse going to Clemson, number fourteen at number five. Clemson right now is favored at thirteen and a half. Um, that it, it makes sense because if you Syracuse historically has not been great, but they've been putting up some great numbers this year. Uh, UCLA going to Oregon, that's number nine versus number 10. UCLA six and oh, don't look now, but the Bruins might have something there. They could be the Pac 12's chance if they beat Oregon and then they beat USC at some point later on this season, they beat Utah in the Pac 12 championship. Look out, that's all I'm saying. And they're they're yeah, winning. They're not winning games like Chip Kelly used to win. He's not doing the fast offense and all that kind of shit. They are pummeling you. They are running the ball down your throat, and then they're also able to play run play action off that. DTR is having a great season. He would be a sleeper. I, I don't know what the, the odds are right now for Heisman, but I would say DTR might be one of my sleepers. Uh, I, would say, I would say Hannah Hooker right now and Bryce Sean are yeah. the top two, obviously. But um, to, to that point with, with, with UCLA – and in Oregon, look, game day is going to be there. It's Chip Kelly revenge game, right? I mean, you left them, so really, they don't, they didn't do anything wrong to you. You left them for the NFL. They paid you a pretty good, pretty. So, good so maybe it's an Oregon revenge game where they come out and just absolutely want to pummel you. Like you never know, because like I said, with with Chip Kelly. Oregon was one of the top four programs in college football. There's zero doubt about that. When they had Mariota, when they had Anthony Thomas, you name the name, they're a top four program in college football. He leaves, and your program is basically the middle of the pack. Look, you still are, you still have the Nike deal. You still have all these things going for you where, where, where recruits will still come to Oregon. But you cannot tell me that they're a better program than when, when Chip, before Chip Kelly left, because they're not. So – I, look, maybe like, like I said, I would, I would, I would be hard pressed to see if if Oregon didn't make this a game. And look, UCLA, like I said, they're gonna need some work. They're gonna need some work to to get in. But like I said, if you if you went out, you do what you need to do, and you take care of your own business, some things may happen. 
if they went out and win the conference at this point, they'd have three ranked wins. And that puts you up there with Tennessee and Georgia and, and Michigan because Michigan or Ohio state throw whichever one in there. Uh, let's quickly go through the top 10 for this week. Next week, I believe is when the playoff rankings start coming out with the, the playoff committee selection. So last week of the AP, it goes Georgia, Ohio state, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Alabama. So Bama dropped two spots after that loss to Tennessee still in front of Ole Miss who is at seven, TCU bumps themselves up to eight, UCLA at nine, and Oregon rounding out uh, the top 10 at number 10. So <clears throat> pretty good disparity. I mean, you're not just seeing all SEC teams, all Big Ten teams. They're definitely the the favorites there. Team that I'm still interested to see, and they've been kind of putting it together. We've challenged them to put it together. It's fucking Clemson. And DJ Weagalale, we're almost to the point where he, we can say his last name correctly now because – you forget sometimes the dude is 6'5 and 240. And I think sometimes the guys that are pass rushing him forget he's 6'5 and 240 because there's defensive tackles that get through there and he's like, God damn, I'm bringing down somebody that's bigger than me. I, I can't do it. And he can make plays that not many other people in, in the country can make. He just got that God-given athleticism. And they're 7-0. They take care of business this week against Syracuse. That's a pretty decent win for them. And I think that they have a clear shot to win the ACC. But they're... This year, I think they're probably that conversation team. They're on the bubble a little bit more than they had been in the past. Absolutely. They are definitely a bubble team. After what happened last year, absolutely. Oh, that's uh, if you like the college football talk and you want to hear me talk more than just Division One, you should check out Top of the Mountain podcast with myself and Rev Coca on Fridays. You watch those videos on this YouTube channel as well. So subscribe to the Far End of the Bench and uh, be sure to check that out wherever you get your podcast as well as on the Variety Sports Network. Um, let's move into let's talk basketball and hockey because basketball and hockey have been going on. We're going to start with basketball because opening night was last night. I surprised you. I sent you a text. I was sitting at the, the Hooters Casino. I was like, man, Joel should have got a flagrant on that one. It's look at Joel being a bitch already. What's this new, Jimmy? Joel and being James Harden shooting 20 free throws in the first quarter. Huh? That's a basketball I knew. <laughs> Didn't miss that. <laughs> no, it, it was bad. I mean, that that play with. It was is it Marcus Smart or Kirby Smart that's on Marcus Boston? Smart, Marcus, Smart. Marcus Smart. He he almost I mean he could have broke his arm when they both went up for that rebound. I know that Joel's not really tough enough or mean enough to do that. Um the Nuggets are playing right now. You said that they're uh, down. No, we're not talking about this game because we're okay. We're gonna, we're gonna have a ship. Yeah, we're you're kind of yeah, kind of getting ran out of the gym. Um what did you see on opening night? What are you kind of expecting for this uh, NBA season that, that we're right, right off the bat. There's a couple things that I realized from opening night. One, the Celtics team, even with the out Udoku, their coach, uh, um, are in a situation where they still have the talent. They still have the depth. They didn't have time Lord playing Robert Williams, but man, they still have a great depth to, to, to push them in a position where they can still win the East. And then when I look at the second game, <laughs> the Lakers are ass. <laughs> They're so fucking bad. They are cheeks. And maybe and look, the Warriors are a wagon too. The Warriors, Warriors' tenth guy on the roster would start for the Lakers. Let's put it that way, okay? Because you're talking about a deep bench for Golden State that that can play with anybody. But man, this <laughs> this Lakers team. I don't know. I don't know if you if you, you I don't know if you I watched, watched that it. game. No, I did. I did. I was sitting. I I, I, I I know. I think I like to think that I know a lot about basketball. That I know a lot about a lot of different 
players in the league? Like, who's playing where? Who's playing what? You know what I mean? I could not tell you who half those motherfuckers were on the Lakers. I knew Juan Toscano Anderson because he was in a dunk contest last year and he would play for the Warriors. I knew um, Austin Reeves, who's the other white boy that the Lakers have. I, and I knew Kendrick Nunn. Besides that, they got a bunch of scrubs. And, man, I'm telling you what, Russell Westbrook looks – he, he – played pretty decently off the bench but he's complaining to to the to the media saying my hamstrings cold because i came off the bench <laughs> it's the first game of the year jimmy this lakers team is that bad it is it is a ticking time bomb but when anthony davis gets hurt and then lebron look I, I'm I'm a LeBron stan. I think he's he's my goat. He's whatever whatever you want to say. But the motherfucker's in year twenty. <laughs> he should he not is, be yeah. he he should not be carrying a team like this. <laughs> like, like like this is as piss poor of a, of of a put team that I have ever seen in my life. There is there is not one guy on this team where I can be like, yep, I want that guy over my team. Maybe LeBron. That's because he gets the finals most nine times out of ten with with good teams. But man, this Lakers team is cheeks, and I mean cheeks. Anthony Davis is not showing why he was a quote unquote top five center in the league. And Russell Westbrook was brick as it is. There's look if you're named Russell right now, I'm sorry, your life's not fucking suck. It, 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 it ain't good, okay? If you're your name Russell in Denver, Colorado, if you're named uh, Russell in Los Angeles, California, it's not good trekking. So. Look, that's one. That's my two biggest takeaways um, from opening night. Obviously, I, I watched some of the games as we've gone through uh, uh, um, here on Wednesday night. Because obviously, recording Wednesday night. Um, besides that, I'll have to I'll have to get a little bit more in depth after a week of analysis. That was my big takeaways from day one. Let's talk about because we actually didn't get it. We I don't know if we didn't get a chance to mention it. Maybe we just didn't mention it. Um, how do you if your teammate? puts you out like that and it's caught on video shout out to that security guy i know you're never working security for that company again but hopefully you got yourself you got paid one and a half million. i was gonna say hopefully TMZ, you got yourself, a bag. Paid him one and hopefully you got yourself a bag because you definitely tanked your career uh Draymond green that was about as as harsh as i've ever seen another human being treated and, and, let, uh, and let's be honest it's happened in the past yeah it has. yeah it's, but it's it was not, never broadcasted like that. Do you think that's been, what Jordan looked like when he punched Kerr in the face? I would say it probably was even worse, let's be for being honest. Because Draymond's a little LeBron uh, 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 dick sucker right there at this point. Pause on that. I'm sorry if you're Jimmy's cl- classmates right now. Because <laughs> Draymond will do anything for LeBron's little cock right now. So, But, but look, it's, it's hilarious. Like, like, look, the fact that he did this on – and, and look, they didn't suspend him. For a reason, it was ring night. <laughs> this team came off a championship. Jordan Poole's calling this motherfucker a triple single, and that's being generous because Draymond right now is the most expendable person on this Warriors team. If there's one guy that Golden State is like, no, you can fucking leave. I don't care. It's Draymond Green. They would rather – look, number 30 and number 11 will be in the rafters till the, when they retire, right after. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are staples. And honestly, Draymond's probably will be too. But my God, if there's one guy they can say fuck you to and get the hell out of town and go sign with the Kings, it's Draymond Green. Because they're not giving you the bag. They're going to give this kid, Jordan Poole, a bag, which they did, a $250 million deal, give him a bag – and because he's this dude's gonna be a stud. Like I said, there's the Splash Brothers are a Splash Trio. 
right now. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you have Kevon Looney, you have James Wiseman, you have Kaminga, you have Modi. There's there's depth and pl- people that can replace the fuck out of you, Draymond. That's why he. That's why he, he. Look, everyone's acting like he's the scapegoat in this. That he's the victim. No, he's not. He tried to play the card of being like, you know what? Like I, I didn't realize this is gonna be that big of a deal. It, the, I was at home with my family, and, and it came across my timeline. I can't believe this is a big deal. It is. You suck. It's a really punch, big deal. You sucker a punch a rookie like that. Not a rookie, but like a second year guy like that, <laughs> and. and you're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to be the guy on this team. It's a big deal. And, and look, the Warriors will move past it because they're just that fucking good. Uh, Steve Kerr looked like he was over it. Steve he Kerr was. did not look he's like he's done with it. But he doesn't. I think his hands are tied. They obviously wanted Draymond to be there, present for the ring ceremony on opening night. But I just, if I'm Jordan Poole, yeah, I know that I just got a bag from them. But that guy. The guy should be in jail. That's that's assault. I, people that want to say, well, he pushed him first. He should have had his hands ready for that. I, Draymond initiated the, the aggressiveness. They were jawing at each other back and forth across the gym. When Draymond gets in his personal space, I feel like you have a right to kind of push him out of your personal space. You also should probably be prepared if you shove somebody to have your hands up and not not look like you've never been in a fight before because that's what it looked like. It looked like you'd never gotten your ass kicked before. And it showed, and now you've gotten your ass kicked and everybody's seen it. I, I mean, look, the, when you go chest to chest, you don't expect a teammate to fucking suck punch you. That's not it, it, you do if it's Draymond Green. That, that's true. But at the same time, like, you can push and shove a little bit. Like, like that, that, that happens in every practice, on every team, and every fucking league. And, and whether it be football, basketball, hockey, uh, 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 baseball, like whatever. People get pissed off at each other for teammates. That's what happens during practice, whether you like it or not. For whatever reason, or for whatever reason, this, informa- this, this story got released, A. And B, the video coming out makes it a lot worse. Because before the video, everyone was like, oh, like, they're probably fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. The video comes out, you're like, holy fuck. He just knocked the shit out of him. He that's just assault, made him brother. buckle. He made him buckle. Like he, he, that's, that's, a, that's a fucking 21-year-old kid that Draymond, who's the leader of your team, did. So, like I said, look, the Warriors will get past this because they're way too damn good. And Seth Curry's as, as good as he will. They'll get past it. But, man, it's <laughs> – that's Draymond will be playing in fucking Sacramento next year if he keeps us up. <laughs> he he's people were saying that he's a little bit jealous because Poole was getting the money and Draymond's in. He his deserves more than Draymond. No, I know. I, yeah, I way more. I definitely agree that agree with that. But he's you know he's petty and he does think that he is all that and that's why he thought that it was okay for him to to do that to somebody, especially a teammate. Uh, that's not right to do to anybody, but you don't do that to your own team. And, and his own teammates are trolling him, Jimmy. I, look, I don't know if you watched the the the, the courtside view or whatever, or whatever that was. LeBron, like Draymond, called over in the middle of the game during a free throw and came up to dap LeBron up. Middle of the game, like during a free throw, he came. What up, LeBron? What's up? But hugged him and everything. And Iguodala on the sideline is all I'm gonna say this make sure you go watch the YouTube channel because Draymond Iguodala was doing that on the, on the bench, watching Draymond suck up to this guy. And he looked, like I, I said, that's why you need to watch, just put that on the internet. That's why you need to watch this, watch our YouTube channel. Yes, I look, I don't do that, but but it was funny. Iguodala was doing it, and Draymond does a lot of that shit, is all I'll say. And yeah. and, and it was funny. Look, He's lost respect of his guys. He knows he's expendable. But the motherfucker just knows he has a podcast. I'm, I'm, look, we love our podcast here, but it is funny as hell that the only thing he has going for him right now is his podcast. 
and yeah. being on Steph Steph Curry's team right now because the guy would have had such a mid career if he wasn't on the Warriors. Let's uh, let's get into our predictions, and this will be presented by In the Clutch Sports, another proud pr- uh, sponsor of this show, the Variety Sports Network. If you go to InTheClutchSports.com, use code Variety Sports, you get ten percent discount off your whole order. Uh, so the In the Clutch NBA predictions, Eastern Conference top four seeds as it stands now after one day. You got Atlanta, Boston, Detroit, Washington, because they all got wins last night, and then Orlando, Indiana, and Philly. All got all took L's. Philly had four three games going last night. They had the Phillies playing. They had the Flyers. They had the the seventy shits, seventy shittiers, seventy shitters. Um, what are what are your predictions for this Eastern Conference? Eastern Conference, it's uh, man, I'm I'm gonna have some surprises here a little bit. My number one seed, I'm gonna go with Boston still, because I think Boston is just so damn deep. Like I said, they got better. They, you, you add, you obviously, Derek White. You get Derek White back. We add in a guy like Malcolm Brogdon from, uh, from, from Indiana, who's going to be a great piece offensively and defensively. I'm going to go with the, with the Celtics number one seed. It's a surprise. I know. Number two seed, I'm going to go good, go with good reliable Milwaukee Bucks because I still think yeah. the Bucks are, like, to be honest, is still one He's of the best players in the world. He's oh, my goodness. So I, I, I still have the Bucks as my number two seed. My number three seed. This is where it gets tricky because because I, I, I'm I'm a toss up between three teams here. It's I I could see either all three of these teams interchangeable. And based upon what I saw last year, I'm gonna put this. Look, this is a hot take. I'm gonna put Cleveland third. You add Donovan Mitchell to this young group with with Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and, and Evan Mobley. I like this Cleveland team a lot. They lost yeah. on opening night, but this team could be really really good. So I have Cleveland yeah. three. They lost, and he was 29-9-2. So. Yeah, Mitchell was a dog. Look, Mitchell yeah. was an absolute dog. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, with with Cleveland with a three, and then fourth, I'll go Philadelphia. I, my, my, the other team I was contemplating was Brooklyn, but like I said, I don't, I don't fucking trust this team. You don't trust the Bulls either? I, the, the Bulls, Lonzo Balls may, may be out for the season. He apparently can't walk right now. Levine did not play opening night. The Bulls, they still won. They did, but Miami was also beat up. So, like, it's, it, like I said, I don't take much into account game one. We're getting our shit breaked in right now by the Jazz when Jordan fucking Clarkson and Kelly Olenek. So, like I said, I don't take much into account after game one. I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't have the biggest faith in this Bulls team. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to have Levine and Vucevic step up and have some young guys step up. But without Lonzo, it's gonna be tough sledding for them. All right, I'm going to. I want to be different a little bit. Let's say that Brooklyn puts it together. So that'll be my hot take. I say Brooklyn puts it together and they get the one. Yeah, why not? They get the one. I'll put Milwaukee in at the two. Boston will battle with them. They'll be the three. And then at four, I'm going to say Cleveland because I agree with you. I think Cleveland is is definitely better than they were last year, but they they didn't make the playoffs last year. Or they were playing. They were were a playoff team last year. They were a playing team. So I, like, I like think said, that, they were really young. Garland being being a much much pro player, and then Mobley in year two as well as Jared Allen. I mean, like I said, I like this team a lot. Yeah, I think that they have the ability. They they're going to be top four. I think they make the playoffs proper. They don't have to worry about the playing tournament this year. So those are my Eastern Conference uh, predictions for the Western Conference. Before we get into that, I want to ask you this question: Who's the more important piece for the Denver Nuggets to have a success, successful season, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr.? 
Fuck. It look, if, 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 it's, if it's regular season success, it's Jamal Murray to be consistently good. If it's postseason success, it's going to be Michael Ford Jr. I know it's a weird, it's a weird answer. But, look, if, if, if Jamal Murray can stay fully healthy and get back to his form, this team will be a top three seed in the West and exactly where they want to be. But if you can have Michael Ford Jr. knocking down shot after shot, taking the ball to the bucket, you're going to be a team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with that nobody wants to face. You need. Does it bug you at all that his teammates hate playing with him? Not hate playing with him, but like they just they they know that he doesn't know the plays or where he's supposed to be, so they get. I'm not going to say that. Go to that point right now because I think look, I think everybody loves playing with each other right now, and it's obviously honeymoon stage because Michael Porter Jr. said it best. Ever since he got drafted, Jimmy, the only three people left from that 2019 team are Jokic, Jamal, and MPJ. Everyone's new. Like, like every within three years, everyone's new outside the big three. So it's 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 going to take a lot of fuel. It's going to take a lot of th- things to change, and it's going to take a few few weeks, maybe months. And it's going to suck. It will. I'm going to be frank with you. It's going to suck. But like I said I still have I still have a lot of faith in this team. And right now, look, if I'm if if I'm Nicole Jokic right now, these first couple of months you got to you got to be who you were last year. You have to take control. This we, we don't have we don't like we don't have games to spare where we just want to see someone else take over you need to be the guy until jamal and mpj get back in the form like mm-hmm. i said it's been 500 some odd days since jamal murray's playing regular season game obviously on wednesday was the first game and and mpj hasn't played since the second week of the season last year it's okay. it's it's on one five to, to get this team going at the start of the year and then everyone else fall in that's exactly how it should be uh, two, they're going to be on minutes restrictions and they're not playing back-to-backs for the first stretch of the first half of the season, which is good because the way their schedule works out, most of their back-to-backs are in the first half of their schedule. So that's how they're hopefully going to get those two incorporated back in the lineup. Let's get into Western Conference predictions. I'm pretty sure I know who your number one is. It's Golden State, is it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is. I Look, I'll, I'll give you my full top four here in a second, but like I said, I – until you beat this team, they're, 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 they'll be the number one seed. I, a lot of people are picking the Nuggets to be the number one seed. They really are, and and I'm I'm and I'm in the position where I'm like, okay, let's let's hold off. We may we may eventually get to that point, but it's it's going to be a slow grind because Jamal won't be playing full minutes, MBJ won't be full minutes, and this team has a lot of new faces with a lot of moving pieces. So it's going to take a little bit. It's going to take a little bit, Nuggets fans. It sucks, but it's going to take a little bit. And I'll, and I'll come to that realization, realization too eventually, which I'm not very happy after Wednesday night, this, this halftime performance right now. But like I said, it takes time. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm, my number two seed, it's not Nuggets. I'm going to go Clippers. This is the, I, 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 I love this Clippers team. When I say love this Clippers team, I mean Kawhi Leonard and Paul George coming back in the lineup is a scary sight for everybody. <laughs> and and I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise, but let, let us not forget. Two years ago, what, uh, um, they, they were a Western Conference Finals team when they were halfway healthy. Kawhi didn't play a game last year. You get Fulton back, fully back healthy. You add in Reggie Jackson, and Tyron Lewis is a hell of a damn coach, too. I think this Clippers team could easily be a number two seed and could be a team nobody wants to face. Number three, that's where I'll have my team, my nuggies, nuggies at. Like I said, my nugs, look, it's going to take a little bit, but I still think this team can get going at the right time. I still think this is one of the best starting fives in the league. 
I, I, I will die on that. It's, it's, it's right up there with Golden State. It's right up there with Boston. And the top, best top fives in the league. And so I have my team there at three. At four, that's where things get a little interesting. I could go Phoenix here between, amidst all the DeAndre Ayton um, um, conversation. I could go Minnesota with, with the brand new Rudy Gogurt uh, over there, Rudy Gobert on the team. I could go maybe a team like New Orleans who gets Zion Williamson back. Or or I could go with the Luka Doncic. Guess what? I'm going to Luka Doncic of the world. I'm giving Luka the four seed. I look, I think Phoenix will take a step back. I really do. That, look, they're going to lose Jay Crowder to a trade eventually. And look, this, this Mavericks team, they lose Jalen Brunson, yes. But you add in a guy like, uh, uh, um, fuck, who is the big that they just got? Oh, not Dennis, not, not Daniel Tice. Oh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's funny. I can't help you here. I know you can't help me here either. I'm out of my depth. They just got the center from Houston, who's a, who's 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 a young stud too. I look, Lucas. As right as far as right now, look, my my MVP vote right now. I'm, obviously, it's not a vote, but like my prediction would be you look at Doncic. I look, I, I think Embiid should have a chance, but right now, I think Luca's the the guy and that dude. I think Dallas can sneak a four seed. I think Phoenix falls off. I, look, I'll just give you my full West. Five, I have I have Memphis with Jaw. Six, I have Phoenix because I think still think Phoenix will be there. New Orleans a seven. Um, number eight. Oh man, who do I really want to go eight? That's where it gets ticky tacky. I'm not going to Luca Luca for MVP right now is sitting at plus four twenty five. It's very good odds. Very good odds. I, I, I'm gonna guess he's the second. Best odds, maybe he's, he's odds on. He's, he's odds, odds on, on, and then favorite. Giannis is uh, Giannis is second at plus six hundred, and Bead is plus six fifty. Okay. Durant plus eight hundred. Either way, Jokic. like I said, it's the first week of the season. Everyone cool, cool off on your bets there. That's all I'll say on that. But need to get it in now. Yeah, eight seed. Look, I I have the Lakers missing the playoffs again. I I just do. I, I just do. I It's a weird one, but I just do. I think they fall off. I, and sorry, the eight seed, I have Minnesota because I think Minnesota will figure it out. Minnesota, I mean, I don't know what's wrong. Minnesota seven, New Orleans eight. And and look, that is a damn good top eight. Fuck. All eight of those teams could be anybody on any given night. I really do believe in that. Um, outside of that, Lakers outside looking in. Rockets outside looking in. Thunder outside looking in. Kings outside looking in. Maybe a playing team, if that. Um, San Antonio may be the worst team in the league this year. They're taking four one Benyama. So I, I mean, look, I, there's there. That's my top eight. I would be very surprised if that wasn't the top eight in the playoffs next year. Obviously, it'll, it'll differ around how it's seeded, but I'd be very surprised if that's not the top eight. Uh, I'm, for my top four in the West, I'm going to go Golden State one. I think Dallas moves up to two because Luca is going to do. I think he's going to have. Try and make sure that he has a season where he's he's going to be in MVP contention and then having some playoff success. Uh, I'm going to go Clippers three, and I'll put Nuggets at four, just because I'm not quite sure with the minutes restrictions and the fact that it's taken this long. And I, I, no slide on Jamal Murray because it was a tough injury to go through, and when he had to go through that injury, his family was stuck in Canada. He couldn't see them for that um, full that first story, year I, I, out of rehab. That story, that story was crazy, man. That, that, yeah. that, that TSN showed, like I said, it's – it's, I'm very, very happy to see him back on floor. Obviously, tonight was not uh, a predicament of the rest of the year. The only thing, the only reason why I put that three also was because I want to avoid uh, Golden State in the second round. So that's another. I don't know if that's gonna be. I, I mean, we got him first round. I don't know if that's gonna be 
feasible this year. I do think that they're going to finish in, in the top half of the playoffs. So I did have, have them four. Um, that's going to be your in the clutch sports uh, NBA predictions from the Fire Under the Bench podcast and uh, Variety Sports Network. Be sure to go to intheclutchsports.com. Use code Variety Sports. You get 10% off your whole order. Uh, let's talk a little hockey before we get knee deep into football and, and kind of get on to the second half of this thing. The Avs did tie it back up. So it is 3-3 currently. Uh, Philly is, is losing down to Florida. I'm just going to pull the standings up because we've had Philly, I think everybody's Philly, played about three to four right games. Now. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they may lose tonight, but a three and all that. Everybody's had three to four games. The Avalanche, um, kudos to them because they won on their banner night. That's normally a, a very tough game to win. And even though it was Chicago, there was always that little hint in the back of your mind, like, is this going to be interesting? I think the coolest story from that night was the fact that Jack Johnson, A, the Blackhawks allowed him to be out on the bench and didn't be jackasses about it and force him to stay in the locker room. That was really cool to see. Um, they also and, allowed him to have the ring ceremony the night before, too. Chicago yeah. was in town. So, like I said, look, Jack, I talk about a, we, we, we could not say enough about Jack Johnson. It was story. a full 360 on him last year because when he, when they brought him in on a PTO, I know we were saying it. I know our friends at Tell It As It Is were like, why the fuck? This team is so good. It's a Ferrari, and now we're getting, like, normal gas to put in the Ferrari. What are we doing here? Hopefully he's playing – like two minutes and and getting himself off. And he turned himself into like a, a seven, eight minute a night guy. And in the playoffs, he wasn't he making the, he wasn't making the mistakes. He wasn't really making plays, but he wasn't he just making did mistakes. his job. He just did his job and did what he needed to do to win. He has to win. And that's all you needed from him. Like I said, I'm glad to see he got a payday over there. Like I said, one of the best stories in the world about his family fucking him over and, and, and going past that. I mean, look, it's a hell of a story. I'm glad he was able to spend the night with them. Obviously, you would have loved Nas to be there. You would have loved uh, uh, Berkey to be there. would have loved Darcy to be there. But you know what? Like I said, they'll all get their due eventually. And right now, we, just, we, we, we like I said, it's, it's on, to the next, on to the next one at this point. Yeah, so then the the Avs right now they're finishing up their first, their third game of of the season, actually the fourth game of the season. I won money on their their game against Minnesota. So they after Chicago they went up to Calgary and played Nazem Kadri, uh, Jonathan. Oh, such a trap game! My God. Yeah, and, and two. I mean, that back that team has championships. Everything. Yeah, that that team has everything in the world to prove right now. They they do, and they. They needed to look good. They need Brad Tree Living probably was in the locker room before that game. It's like, guys, you need to make all of this, all of this bullshit that we did in the offseason. You need to make it look like I'm I'm doing the correct thing. And kudos to him because Huberto was looked good. Kadri got an assist in, in the game. They were able to. I mean, the Avalanche kept it close, which is what you're expecting. I will say so far on the season, what I'm seeing out of LOC needs to improve. He's kind of caught in, in no man's land quite a bit. Penalty kills not quite what you'd like to see, but that power play is fucking buzzing. Oh and, my and you God. don't have like I said, Landy's out for 12, 12 weeks. So yeah. so he, he's out for the foreseeable future. That's gonna be tough. Val, I mean, Val didn't look bad. Val I mean, is on a fucking I was tear. surprised he could skate with the way I, that his I, foot I, don't, was. I don't know how he's <laughs> fuck, I don't know how he's playing right now. He's playing at a high fucking level too. So is Rantanen and Lecky on the same line, that finish connection. <sighs> That looks good. It's, and, and look, that the start of this Winnipeg game, the, the lines were shifted up, and, and Miko and Lecky were, 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 were mixed up, and now I'm pretty sure they're on the back same, same line back together here to end the game. But, man, I, you know, the biggest story for me is you know where it's going to come from. 
Georgia has been good. Yes. Georgia has been really, really, really solid. Outside, outside Wednesday night where she had a little bit tough sledding, but Georgia has been very, very good. And I think, like I said, Frankie had that dust up in Calgary, and he he, he obviously got shelled this for, this game against Winnipeg. But when, it, when he's been seeing shots very, very well, and I like the presence he has. He has a little bit of swagger to him. He has a little bit of energy to him that we didn't see necessarily in Darcy, which isn't a bad thing, which is not necessarily a good thing. It's just what it is. And and this Georgie guy, man, Georgie, 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 he has a chance, man. He, he really does. I think he's going to give us a chance. He's going to stick around for a little bit, too. That's a good thing. We're not going to have to do this whole not same song dance. <laughs> no, we're, we're paying him and Frankie about half of what Darcy's getting paid in Washington. And I think those are two solid goaltenders, two starting caliber goaltenders. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. Georgie's been been good. The only goals that he's really given up haven't been softies. It's been when the defense has a little bit of a breakdown. That defensive core is still pretty damn good. Did you see Manson and Dermy were on the same – on the ice at the same time. Damn. Eh, it's just it's, a it's, Chicago it's a wanted nothing to do with that line. Let's it's just a, say it that way. It's a bruiser line. And and I'll tell you one thing. It's not they're not gonna beat you with their skates. <laughs> they no. beat you with their upper body. <laughs> they uh Manson scored too. Manson looks good. I'm Manson's he was the one that I was most excited we were able to bring back. And well, him and Lecky, because we got Lecky for I knew Lecky was going back. Team. Manson was the yeah, one I was I, I didn't back. expect to get get the contract that we got for Lecky done. And I did not expect Manson to come back. I heard all of the rumors, like he wants to go oh, back to gosh. Anaheim, never wanted to trade, never wanted to get traded. Um, so the abs look okay. And, and they're going to, I think that's going to be the story of the regular season. They're going to stay around kind of like Tampa. I mean, Tampa's only won a, a game so far on the season, but I would still say they look like a team that's going to be pretty damn good. I will say though, everybody's kind of figuring out Vasilevsky, that high blocker side is a fucking weakness. He's got a hole in, in that game. And that was the game, the cup clinching goal that Leckie scored. That was pretty much every goal that he gave up in the playoffs was a high blocker. He never really got beat five hole, never really got like beat said, six side. in the water, Jimmy. Once one team figures them out, everybody else got the playbook now on it. <laughs> yeah. And they're and that team's still trying to reestablish their identity. I saw um oh, who's the guy on freaking Anaheim. No, no, he's on Philly now. Delorier. Maroon was fighting Delorier, and that's a mismatch and a half. Delorier is one of the toughest dudes left in the NHL, and Maroon is trying to, like, stick up for his team, but they don't really know what they're they're doing. I will say New York looks pretty good. Philly looks better than I anticipated. Uh, Calgary is undefeated currently. Vegas is interesting. Well, we're talking I, about I will tell – I, I will say one – one thing, especially like Berkey, we gave him a lot of crap, especially those last couple of years where he was hurt or or non-existent in his games as an avalanche. He looks like he's going to fit pretty pretty well in Seattle. He's going to yeah, be – That team is so shit, though. They're, yeah, they're Jeez. still a year, they're a whole year shit. away. They're, they're a whole so year away bad. from com- competing for a wild card spot. Are that, they the worst team in the league or is it Arizona? Years. I would still say two or three years, buddy. Are, still... are they the worst team, though? Because uh, Arizona, I mean, Arizona looks pretty pretty bad. Arizona beat Toronto. Did you know that, that Toronto has, hasn't beat Arizona at home in, in 1,500 days? Or, 50, or like 1,500 days or something like that? Or I, I don't know what the number was exactly, but it's been like the, since the 2000s, which isn't 1,500 days. But, like, been like since the 2000s, since Arizona has – as as lost on and regulation in Toronto, the Coyotes, yeah, that team, the the Maple Leafs, yeah, that team, those two teams, yeah, no, I look, I, 
The Leafs fans know. are having a tough, think, tough go right now. Yeah, Seattle isn't a hockey club at this point. There's just a bunch of people that just put Taylor on the ice. They 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 have some pieces. They do, but they're not anywhere. They're, look, they're not a, a unit yet. Vegas was an outlier well, a couple of years ago, obviously, and, and now you see what they're paying for. So, honestly, I think that San Jose is probably going to take over the the worst team in the league, even though Minnesota looks like they're feeling those buyouts maybe a season earlier than everybody thought they were going to. They're not near the same team. And Fleury's past his prime. I don't know why they keep betting betting their future on Fleury. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only other real takeaway that I had, Dallas looks pretty decent early on. Dallas might yeah. be another team. Andre that might be the team that kind of steps up in the central because I think St. Louis took a step back. Uh, Nashville is probably going to be a little bit better than they were last year. And then I think Dallas will be that other team that you're like – if I saw them in the playoffs, I wouldn't really be comfortable. It's like a six-game series minimum. It's not a fun six-game series, exactly, yeah. It's But it's a series that Dallas probably would win, but it's a series that's going to give team trouble. Yeah, and it's a series where you could potentially lose a lot of guys. Those are three teams that play very physical, even oh, the Avs yeah. now too. I mean, the Avs are trying to play that style. <sighs> Kale McCarr can just skate. Like I would be able to just sit there and watch him skate up and down the ice. That was beautiful the way he stole some dude's ankles four minutes into the season. I just – I love how he's able to do that every single night. It really is beauty. Could you it's imagine great. being that good at something? I mean, I don't think that I'm I, – I have – I do a lot of things well, but I've never been that good at one thing. No, it, the kid is just unbelievable. Um, Max at a best, like, look, he, he may not be on Orr's level, may not be on, on Coffee's level yet, but, man, I'd be hard-pressed to think that he can't get there. It's – I would say that's pretty fair. I, I wouldn't disagree there. Um, anything else that you wanted to mention before we move on from hockey and get into the NFL? Uh, uh, the one, the one other thing I wanted to mention that I didn't mention with the NBA was uh, 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 shout, I'm going to give thoughts and prayers out to Dikembe Mutombo. Obviously, he has the brain tumor in his head, and and hopefully, hopefully he, he's recovering well. Um, it was it was a tough thing to see over the weekend, and ho- hopefully they can figure this out. Obviously, brain tumors are not the easiest thing in the world to deal with, and people can either live with it for a while or, or something bad happens. So thoughts and prayers out to Dukembe. Yeah, that's a big, uh, I didn't realize that was uh, going on. So hopefully he's able to do, do well as, as well as he can. Um, let's get into last week of the NFL. So the games that we picked in our, yeah. Pick well, yeah, oh, I know. No, I it's, know. A, it's, it's a recurring time bomb. Like, oh man, we have to do this again. We do that's why we're leaving it until the end the last couple of weeks. Well, yeah, and we're leaving it. I mean, this is we're this will be after we do this, we'll do a start bench cut and, and get things rolling out of here. The games we talked, we picked last week. You ended up going four and two on the weekend. You won Washington, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and the Chargers, uh, losing. I guess you went four and one. Did we only pick five games? I could pick six. We picked, yeah, because we, we had two. We had another one. One, two, one three. Nine. I don't know which four, one it was. Four, I only have eight. I only have five down. I have Washington, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Philly, and LA. But I can't remember. I those were the only ones that I had written down. So we'll just we'll just roll with it. So you went four and one. I went three and two. Um, I won Cincinnati. The Giants, the G-Men, are still uh, riding themselves pretty high, and Philly remains oh, the only undefeated team. Chiefs. Oh, that okay. is correct. Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty sure we both. I think I think the Chiefs actually. Yeah. So, I, I so that'll even. 
I, that evens things up. Then we both went four and two because I do. I guess I remember picking the Bills. I don't know. There's a lot that happened. I killed, you know, killed a lot of time in Vegas for the last few days. So who knows what's correct and what's not. But we're going to get into uh, – so those games that we talked about, um, I did want to mention the New York game because that is interesting. But also, I mean, on the other side, the Ravens, in all of their losses so far this season, they've had 20-point leads and – or double-digit leads. And it's they're just not able theme. to, it is a recurring theme. This is why I sit here every single week and I get chastised by everybody that we talk to saying that Lamar Jackson is not the guy that I would want leading my team. I'm not saying that he's not going to get paid. I'm not saying that he's not going to be a starting quarterback for somebody in this league. I am saying that he hasn't proven the ability to do much for you in the postseason. Good regular seasons are awesome. That's fine. Break all the meaningless records that you want in the NFL. Uh, you know, when it comes those meaningless records. <laughs> when it comes down to it, in the crunch time, in the big moments, you haven't been able to produce, and your team is suffering for it. You lost to a team that has Daniel Jones at quarterback and was running Saquon Barkley out for about the same number of snaps as Daniel Jones took. Let's 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 put a little respect on Danny Dimes' name at this point. I'll give him a little bit of love at this point because look, Dable is is doing everything, getting everything out of Daniel Jones right now. He's getting everything he can out of him. And, and talk about coaching job of the year. He has done an absolute wonder getting Daniel Jones uh, um, ready to go and making life as easy as possible. He doesn't make him – make he makes offense as simple as possible. does not make things too difficult outside of outside zone reads and, 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 and maybe a couple zone coverages here and there that you have, to, you, have to, you have to dice up. But besides that, it is pretty easy and simple that what Daniel Jones has to do. And right now the Giants are relying on their defense – and, and, and with, with, without Thibodeau, which Thibodeau is, I think he's still injured. And, and they're, they're, no, he's there. Oh, he's, he got he's back the, now? he got the strip sack on that last uh, series. That's right. I, I wasn't sure if he was back from that injury uh, mm-hmm. after the preseason. But look, I said, look, this, this Giants team, it's the NFC Weast, as we can call it, the, the, the winningest uh, division right now in football outside of one team. It, it is, it is, it is. It is it is a damn damn good unit over there. Look, New York is buzzing. Not even New York. New Jersey is buzzing because there's only one team that plays in New York. So New Jersey is buzzing. New Jersey is buzzing. I get to see the other team in New Jersey live in person. Dom and I are going to the Jets Broncos game this Sunday. So <clears throat> I'm hoping that I don't have to sit through any bad weather. And I know I'm going to have to sit through bad football, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll go to my. I'm sure team. your mother doesn't come to the game. No, she's not coming. It's just okay. me, and, me and my brother. That's good all. to know. Good to know. Hide your mothers if you live in Denver. Hide your mothers from coming from from Denver this week. That's all I'll say. Uh, is we got to make sure that Ciara is somewhere safe. At this point, fuck it. Just let him ride. It. Let, let, let's do it up. Let, maybe that fire let him, let let him him ride. Let's talk about the Bengals because I. I got to listen. I listened to the whole game. I, I downloaded Sirius. I bought a Sirius subscription, so I'm able to listen to their actual radio calls. Um, I was nervous throughout this entire game. I thought Andy Dalton was going to get his revenge game. Uh, the way they were able to just run it's all over the revenge game. Yeah. No. <laughs> the way they're just able to run all over the Bengals' defense initially was concerning. It didn't bode well. They stepped up when they needed to. That's what. That's the bad part about being a fan of this team is that they're going to do just the bare minimum for like 40, 48 minutes. And then for 12 minutes, they're going to be, they're going to look unstoppable. They're going to look at, like the at team that was time, last year. 
at that time, you got Sam Hubbard getting sacks on Taysom Hill. You got Trey Hendrickson getting in the backfield, causing pressures. You got the interior defensive line shutting the rundown, getting the getting the Saints off the field. That was a big issue. The offense, though, four trips into the red zone, four touchdowns, and they were the ones. Their defense, for whatever reason, whatever you want to say about it, they were giving up field goals in the red zone. I think it was an eighteen to six point differential when both offenses were down inside the twenty. So. I wasn't, I didn't necessarily like it. I was nervous the entire time. I was expecting it got done. performance from your defense. That's the most worrying. Part. I was too. I was that's too. The, that's the most worst part about this team right now. It's not what the offense can do. Obviously it's, it's, it's very, very important that Joe stays up on his two feet, but this defense right now is, is, is let Cooper rush do what he did has has let uh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Flacco didn't do shit against you, but Joe Flacco, has done a shit and you let Andy Dalton who was your quarterback four years ago five years ago however long it was to this you like it, it's worrisome it really is because when you play I don't know when, when you when you when you get to the playoffs you you'll see number 17 and then blue you'll see number 15 in red and that is not Andy Dalton out there <laughs> And, and, and unless you're unless you're burnt toast chicken nuggets over there at corner can figure out the, themselves out it is going to be barbecue so chicken it's going to be barbecue chicken alert all day long to Stephon Diggs and 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 and, and Travis Kelsey. So, they, so they better so figure bad. it out. He because was... like I said, they're going to make the playoffs. They will because your offense will lead you there. But when it comes to the playoffs, you're not going to be able to stop a damn soul with with as good a quarterbacks and how big of a pass heavy uh, 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 league this is right now. Eli Apple is is a liability. I've I tried to oh, stand up for, for the guy. No, I, I, I get it. He, he In the Super Bowl, that wasn't that bad. This past Sunday, he looked like he, he was a high school player trying to play up in the NFL. He didn't follow jet motion, uh, and they scored on a jet sweep, a 44-yard jet sweep where nobody fucking touched the guy that was carrying the ball. And the three times that they were able to convert long third downs, it was the receiver that was over Eli Apple. So he is he's done. We need somebody else at corner. Let's get on the horn to Indianapolis and see what it'll take to get Stephon Diggs or not Stephon, not Stephon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, because or somebody, we need another corner. I, there, there's if somebody we had, I would feel a lot better if my corners were Chidobe, Chidobe Wuzier, and Stephon Gilmore than I do yeah. right now with Eli Apple at any point getting on getting himself himself onto the field. Um no, I am nervous. I mean, I think these quarterbacks, they play Atlanta this week. I'm nervous about that game. When they play Cleveland, at least it's not going to be when Deshaun is back. So maybe we'll have a chance for Jacoby Brissett to make a mistake at the end of the game. <clears throat> I would. I just wish that it was. it looked better. I wish that it made me feel better, the fact that they were able to get the win. I'm not going to take anything. I mean, a win is a win is a win is a win. And Burrow looked really good. 28 to 37, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Jamar Chase finally got himself going. Seven receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. They're, they're putting things together. So that's all, all I can really say. Um, let's talk about 17 in blue and 15 in red, because that was another really good game. I mean, you follow up the Tennessee-Alabama matchup on CBS with Bills and Chiefs. Bills moved to 5-1. and one. Um, <clears throat> Josh Allen is an alien. He's just an alien. He's not human. He's unreal. I, I, I mean, I've just, I've, I've seen everything I need out of this guy, and he just does it over and over again. I mean, I, oh man, this team is just unreal, dude. They really that are. That drive where he had the hurdle and then threw that dart to Dawson Knox. It was a game-winning drive. I've never seen a quarterback do anything like that. 
and and man, we can we can we can we can we can stroke off this offense all we want. This Bills defense is so much improved over last year, and, and obviously we're gonna. Milano we're, shut down Patty Mahomes. Milano is 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 an absolute animal. Flies all around the field. Poyer fucking drove 15 hours uh, 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 across the country because his lungs wouldn't let him fly in a plane, but lets him play lets him play football. That's that's the total grit this team has. I mean, I I I, I cannot say enough good things. And look, the Chiefs. This is not they did not play the best game at all. That's the bright side of it. You did not play your best game at all. Travis Kelsey, for the most part, was 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 pretty much quiet, like uh, up to his standards at least. Pretty much quiet. It's a good and thing he went quiet the week after I played him in fantasy. So, that so was nice of him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like with this Chiefs team, they look. It, this is this is a coin flip, and, and no pun intended here of who's going to win this game every single every single week when these two teams play. It's a coin flip because I could I could see this this series go ten. This could be a seven game basketball hockey series, and it go to game seven where each team will split at home. That's literally all I can see, and it may come down to the end of where Kansas City has to go to Buffalo and, and, and beat them, and that may be the difference. I mean, that's that's where we're at with these two teams. I don't look; it's the best two teams in football. The Eagles are a wagon. Don't get me wrong; we'll get to them here in a minute. But this is the best team, two teams in football, and there's zero doubt in my mind about that. I really don't. I mean, I think the addition of Von Miller cannot be understated. And you and I both know, I mean, we saw it here for over a decade. We saw it in LA last year too. Yeah. And, and that was the difference in this game. And he caused the pressure where they got the turnover at the end of the game. Cause everybody, we all said it. They have a minute and four seconds left. That's too much time. They're going to lose again the same way that they did. They're going to have what happened at the end of the first half. They're, they're going to lose. And the defense stepped up, and they got what they needed done. Von Miller got in Patrick Mahomes' face, made him make a bad decision, and shout out to the guy for securing. I didn't think he secured that interception initially. I like, so oh my god, they're gonna let this thing. They're, they're gonna give it back to them. Uh, no, I think Buffalo is much improved, and I think the X factor, and I think the reason why I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on your bandwagon and say that they're probably representing the AFC in the Super Bowl is Von Miller because he is going to make that much of a difference. He's already made that much of a difference. When it comes to playoff time, this team is going to be so dangerous. And so both dangerous. these teams. I, I mean, look, you, this, this Chiefs team, they lost Terry Kell. I would say they even got better. Like, I, 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 they looks pretty good. They lose. They lose Tyreek Hill. They lose uh, Tyron Matthew, and and their defense looks much better. It really does. And their and their offense. <laughs> I mean, it, it lives and dies by fifteen to eighty-seven connection. So if you can stop that, which not many teams know how to, then then you may have a shot at beating this team week in week out. But until you can do that, you're not going to have a chance of winning, winning against Kansas City. Uh, Sunday night football. We finally had Cooper Rush his first loss of the season. The Eagles go out, go out there, get a nine point victory, twenty six to seventeen in uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Pretty, I mean, it was entertaining. It, it was kind of a, a game that you expected. It, Philly, they didn't wow you, but they definitely did everything they needed to do to win. Jalen Hurts, 15 to 25, 155 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the rushing game came through again. Miles Sanders had a touchdown on the ground and 71 rushing yards. Um, the X factor for this team is A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, alongside Devontae Smith and now Dallas Goddard, they have that little bit of a connection they have the three-headed receiving monster that they had when they won the Super Bowl. Plus, you, you know, having that dynamic weapon at tight end for Jalen Hurts and having the dynamic weapon of Jalen Hurts at quarterback, 
same thing that I was talking about with JJ Adams or JJ McCarthy at, at Michigan. When you have the quarterback, the quarterback has the ability to reset the chains whenever he needs to. And he's a dog. Like I, I love the way that dude plays football. No, he, like he, he is. That team is the epitome of their coach. I know you want to shit on Sirianni all you want. I shat all but, him, I shat all over him last season. I'm not shitting on him this year. He's, right, he's doing the right things. He he is he is barking back and forth to coaches. He's he's saying fuck you, you motherfucker, across the way on, on national television, with that would everyone can mouth the words and figure it out. I mean, I mean, the, this team plays with swagger. This team plays with grit. And, and man, if it wasn't the city of Philadelphia, I might be an Eagles fan because <laughs> I love the way this team plays. I really do. It's between the, the, the use of a Heisman Trophy winner and Devontae Smith, and then you also throw in A.J. Brown in the mix, and you have guys like Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell who just get yards at will against anybody. It's it's a great thing to see. It is a team that that, that you can look at and be like that's a longevity type of team that, that they'll have success for a lot more years because this isn't a one and done. They're doing things the right way and defensively and the off look they have the one of the best if not the best offensive line in football. That 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 doesn't tell you enough. That's where it all starts right there. So that on top of a hell of a running game and a hell of a passing game, and your defense has dogs flying everywhere. Tell me a team outside of obviously Kansas City and, and, and Buffalo that can beat this team. It's hard. Not the it's NFC. Not, not the, the NFC, NFC at all. The, the, the Packers, we'll talk about them in a minute. They look like shit. The Buccaneers have no identity. I, I mean, I mean the Rams, who knows what they are? Kyler Murray, the Marv Warfare 2 just came out. So we, we don't really have a whole lot of contenders over They're there. They're getting D-hop so, back, and they also just picked up Robbie Anderson. Cool. Still, I just, I'm still. just keeping still. up with the time. I'm just keeping up with the times. That's all I'm saying. Remember the last time that the Eagles were on Sunday Night Football? That was the game that Doug Peterson was shaving, shaving points off of and playing Kyle Sudfeld over Jalen Hurts. So I, 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 I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. I'm happy for this Eagles franchise. It's more fun when they're good. I don't know if they're, they may stumble. They have a lot of Super Bowl they experience will, left. I mean, they have a lot of Super Bowl experience with Brandon Graham. Um, with Kelsey, Jason Lane Kelsey, Johnson. yeah, Lane Johnson. So they got they got the guys to do it. Go down so. the names of guys that play from the, in the Super Bowl, and they add young pieces that are probably even better. Arguably, arguably, this team is more talented than their Super Bowl team. I'll say it. I'll say uh-huh. it. I, 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 I their weapon wise, it's more it's more dynamic. Quarterback wise, more dynamic. Defense probably take a step back, but but they still have a lot of young guys that can step up and be that guy. So, I don't know. Like I said, right now, if you're a Philadelphia fan in general, you're loving life right now. Uh, AFC West matchup to finish up our talk of last week, Monday Night Football. I watched this one in the Caesars Palace Sports Big. It was – that's my sports heaven. Like, that's – if I could live just in a spot where I could watch. I had football down here, and it was the giant screen. I had hockey, 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 basketball, UFC. They even had the, the stupid cube game that the D-Wade hosts. They had that on one of the TVs. Um, that was a bad, another bad game. I mean, I don't know. First quarter looked awesome. First quarter, I thought, okay, this is what I was talking about. They, Russ is, is here. He's rolling he's out. He's rolling, he's rolling out. out. He's, he's rolling moving. out. He's, he's confusing defenders, tricking defenders, thinking that he's going to run and then finds the open receiver. And he's actually hitting the open receiver. And then in the second half, I mean, that was just pitiful. So pitiful. Uh, this team. They were lucky to get the field goal to fucking tie that game to put it into overtime. That's how bad that team was. 
this this team is just I have no words. For They're team. so bad they make the other team suck. I, Jimmy, this is the number one defense of football. It's not even close. This this defense teams are averaging sixteen points per game. One we're six, averaging we're averaging eight. One maybe six, as an offense, yeah, sixteen points per game. Your offense can't fucking must has mustered one touchdown in two weeks. I I, I just I, look 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 what. I don't. I, at this point, maybe I'm. I'm convinced is the coaching, because right now Russ. I don't know what in the world. Who who told Russ that he's Drew Brees? Because Drew. Look, because ever since he came to Denver, he's tried to make himself Drew Brees as a small pocket passing quarterback. Newsflash: You are not a small. You're small, but you're not a pocket passing quarterback. Get to, get out in space. I don't care if you have a fucking bum ass hamstring. The damn kicker won the game on a bum ass hamstring. You can figure that shit out. So I don't want to hear that excuse anymore. And, and look, this you, it, it, there is a complete divide in this locker room. The defense knows how good it's playing. They held Justin Herbert to to fucking nineteen points. They held Mike Williams, the number one receiver, to two catches for fifteen yards. They held Austin Eckler to under eighty yards rushing. I mean, how do you lose that game on paper? Fucking Teddy Bridgewater could have won that game for you last week. I'm serious, Teddy Brid- our old coaching staff, and Teddy Bridgewater would have won you that game in reality. In reality. I mean, fuck, you have to, like, like I said, th- this ain't fun anymore. I'm glad you, uh, this, this, look, I, I, I lost, I listen. I don't listen to, uh, to, to the, the fan anymore because I, they, they shit on teams. They shit on everyone and, and it's rightfully so. But altitude said, said it perfectly. When was the last time someone said you needed to play better, Jimmy, on this team? No, the, can you name one? Since this, since this coaching, what? This coaching staff has walked into the building. Name one time where it'd be like, you know what, Melvin Gordon needs to pick it up. You know no, what, Jerry too, Judy? They're they're too nice. I mean, they're they... there's nothing. Look at what Bednar does to the Avs. He says, you know what? I, I feel like Georgia needs to be better than that. He needs to produce better. Our defense back there is not playing to the level he is. It, look, it, it's look across the way at Michael Malone. Look at Michael Malone. He doesn't say that thing. He's not happy right now. He's losing his fucking mind. He's saying, you know what? Jamal needs to get back to where he is. Right now, he's not where he's at, but he needs to get back to where he is. And you know what? He expects more MPJ. He expects more uh, Aaron Gordon. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have any expectations at this point. Not having an answer for, for, for benching Melvin Gordon for a whole second half. You want to take Javante Williams? You just won't. You just won't talk. You, you just you won't say it. Fucking say it. Grow a fucking pair. That dude has no fucking balls. That's plain and simple. He has no nuts. No nuts sack at all. And I, and look, we'll talk about the Jets game here in a minute. But for fuck's sake, I I don't how know how this gets better. I really don't. Look, look, you, you, you have to figure out Melvin Gordon and Jerry Drew losing their mind on the sideline. Kelly J. Hamler throwing his helmet on the field at, at, on the last play of the game the week before. There is zero respect for your coach. Zero. And, and zero there respect is for less, your quarterback. There's zero, and there's even less for your quarterback, exactly. Like, you don't have the locker room at this point. You have to have some sort of respect around it. Yes, you are fucking the most injured team in the league right now. But for fuck's sake, if you're telling me, Russell, if you told me before the season your defense is going to average giving up 60 points per game, I said, what are we, 5-1? and one? 
right? Right? If 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 I, if I if you told me that and I said, oh, I have Russell Wilson with 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 some good weapons around him, you I would have been sitting here being like, wow, this team's five and one. We're in a great spot. We can do a lot of great things. Because because you are wasting uh, one of the best defenses in the league right now because your offense is incompetent with a high school football fucking playbook. I, I, I like 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 I said, I don't know if he needs to give up a play calling already or what needs to happen because at this point. Like, like there is, there is no turning back. You're either put up or shut up time, or else you're gonna be out of the fucking job. Because last time I, last time I checked, this team doesn't have a first or second round pick for the next three years. And at this yeah. point, I saw some rumors swirl, being like, maybe this team needs a trade rush. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe this team needs to draft a quarterback, see, and a third round, and hope for a swing and miss on a guy, and and a late round. Like, there's a lot of things swirling around, and like I said, you need to figure it out. There's there's zero time to do it because you cannot tell me that a Colts that 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 Colts team is that much better than you. You cannot tell me that Chargers team with as incompetent as a coach as you have is that much better than you when your defense is playing that good. It is, it is inexcusable, inexcusable. Like I, Melvin Gordon's taking carries away from Javante Williams, and then when Javante Williams is injured, Latavius Murray's playing football. We must Tavis love. He looks fucking good. I'm he did. Gonna... He, he he did. He's gonna be probably the RB one this week, or maybe it's Melvin. Who the fuck knows? Like I, 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 I have no answers. I, I I wish I did. I have no answers with this team, and I wish I could say we need a tank, but we don't have fucking draft picks to do that. So we are in one of the worst situations right now in football, and it's not even close. Oh, you gave Seattle the number seven overall pick if if the draft were were to happen to, tomorrow. They would have your number seven overall pick sitting right there, drafting a quarterback in the top 10, more than likely, and, and fixing their quarterback situation. The, the thing that gets me, the story that I'm hearing about how you need to set up a meeting with Russ through his management team, what the hell is that? I mean, I know you like I, you and you and your wife like to think you're Beyonce and Jay-Z. You guys aren't that important. You guys really, I mean. I'd like to think that, I'd like to think that he's a better person than, than all this is on. There's no doubt. He, he's putting on a show and you've seen it the last couple of press conferences he's not happy he absolutely isn't happy whether it be him saying not let's ride or, or just basically one word answers he's not happy why would why, how could you be when your offense is this bad like this is this is it starts on you because you're the guy who touches the ball every damn play with the center so it starts with you and you need to you need to put this team on track whether that be be respectable and at least get to 500 where you can contend for a wild card spot or what? Because at this point, like I said, there's no, there's no turning back. You're, you're fully invested in this guy, fully invested in this guy. You better figure it the fuck out. Let's or else, uh, or, else or else that trade that, that we all thought there was a damn steal for the guy may be the worst trade in Broncos history. It's trending in that direction. Let's, let's talk about this week. We're, we're going to get into our seat geek. Uh, FEOTB NFL Pick'em Week 7. Use uh, When you download the SeatGeek app, use promo code VSN. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, one of the easiest ways to score last-minute deals. Um, awesome seats at whatever event you're going to, whether it be the Bronco and Jets game coming up, which I will be in attendance. Be sure if you're out there, come say hi, I'm sure. Are you going to the game this week, or are you going to – I don't know are you, second through that shit again. We'll <laughs> I was going to say, this is my first and only we'll time this season. I don't – I don't have we'll to sit see. through it all that often. But if you are going to the game, you might as well download the CG app. Use promo code VSN. Get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, we're kicking things off Thursday night football. Another doozy 
of a matchup. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals hosting the New Orleans Saints and Andy Dalton. Alvin Kamara is back. He looked pretty good. Um, Arizona is favored by two in this game. <clears throat> I really don't know where I, I – I don't know why I feel this way. I feel like this is a game Arizona is able to win. And I'm going to – that's that's going to be my pick. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this one. But for Thursday Night Football, Saints or Cardinals, who are you going with? If you're the Cardinals, you have to win this game. Like you said, you, it's a must-win game. Kyle Murray, put down Modern Warfare for another couple more days. You'll have a couple days off this weekend. Don't you worry. Just hold off during the week, which obviously we're recording this at middle of the week. So I hope you calm down and didn't get the early access to it. That's all I'm saying. Because, like I said, you can do it all fucking Saturday and Sunday. Don't watch a damn game of football. Get it out of you. But you better pay attention for this week. Because, look, you get your number one weapon back. You do. Hollywood Brown is out for a couple weeks. He'll come back, but you get one of the best receivers in football in the last 10 years, and DeAndre Hopkins back. That's without saying, because that's going to be a big big factor here. If you're the Saints here, I, I don't know what to think of the Saints team anymore. I really don't. I love their weapons. I think this team really is. I, I, I think, honestly, this is the Saints team is, is the Broncos of last year. They're a quarterback away with, with, with great receiving core, a pretty solid defense that's missing a few pieces here and there, and, and, and with an incompetent quarterback. I don't care if it's Jameis. I don't care if it's Taysom Hill. Well, I don't care if it's a damn red rifle. This team is incompetent at quarterback. So if you, if you need, if you, I don't know what you're going to do in the offseason or who you're going to go get, but you need to figure out somehow because Chris, you're going to waste Chris Olave. You're going to waste Michael Thomas. You're going to waste Alvin Kamara. And the, right now, that is as good as a one, two, three option as you'll ever, you'll see in the NFL right now. Not many teams have a better than that. There are a couple, but they're, they're not many. So, if you're the Saints, you have to figure it out. But I look, I all everything's telling me to lean Saints here. For, but I'm telling you right now what I'm doing. I'm hammering the under. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. doing. But uh, but I'm going to take the Cardinals. I, I have to. I, I have to be smart here. The Cardinals are, in my in my opinion, are a better team. And, and and I don't know what the hell they decided to do with James Conner. But him being injured does not help. And and I'm just I'm just lost words. They better figure it out for the Cardinals. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, but I do think they, I mean, they should be able to to win this game and, and win it pretty easily. J.J. Watt's going to have a field day in the Saints' backfield. That offensive line isn't what it used to be. Um, Bengals, first game of, of one of our teams, Bengals hosting the Falcons in uh, Paycor Stadium. It's Paul Brown Stadium. I hate that they, they, they changed all the stadium's names this year. Uh, since he's favored by six and a half, the over-under is 47 and a half. Um, what, are we, what are you feeling? This is a battle of two – Mariota won the Heisman, right? I'm not yeah, Mario, I'm making that up. Yeah. yeah, battle of Heisman quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and and um, Marcus Mariota. It's I don't know if this defense is good enough to hold up against this Bengals offense, but like we've been saying for this entire show, the Bengals defense leaves a lot to be desired. That's the only reason why I'm a little bit nervous as that which team is going to show up. I, I think I think the Falcons will cover, but I'm picking the Bengals to win. Plain and simple. I look. I I think. Mariota has not done a lot with his arm, but he's done a lot with his legs. And, and, and look, that's the one strength of this Bengals defense right now is Hendrickson and, and the edge pressure. So that's what you got to hope. If you're the Bengals, you can keep him contained and go from there. All right, now look. Look, the, the Falcons do have one guy to lock down Jamar Chase. That would be A.J. Terrell. Can he do it consistently? Probably not. But, the, but when that happens, when, they usually, when a team usually has an opposing number one corner that's really solid, that they'll just mirror Jamar Chase all game long, what does that mean, Jimmy? 
you start Tyler Bourne in fantasy football. That's what that's what that means. And 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 oh. you look because he's going to look at T and he's going to look at Tyler Boyd and go from there. Last week was an all around game because Jamar Chase did not have a damn good soul across from him. So I I'm still picking the Bengals here. I think the Falcons can cover this though. Six and a half is 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 a lot. And and I don't I don't I'm not confident in him. I'm not. To win, uh, by to win by that much. To win by that much. Yeah, I think six, win, six and a half is it, it. They're gonna win by a field goal. That's just what they do. Um, I want to throw in. Let's throw in the Colts and Titans game because we do have to throw in another one to make it six games on the week. Uh, Indy going to Tennessee. Did you see that uh, the Titans just got a new uh, deal for a stadium approved? So they're gonna yeah, have a new one point seven million square foot stadium. That's good for them. Yeah, I hope they honk talk that the fuck out. That's all. I'll say. Oh, you know that they're gonna. Jason Aldean's gonna open it. He's gonna christen it with a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's that's just the way that things I, roll. Uh, that's that's more fun for me. I love that. So yeah, um, that was so hilarious that Tennessee was parading the freaking goalpost around Main Street, and then they just threw it in the river. Like, oh, I'm done with this toss. Fuck that. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Um, the Colts did put themselves back on track. This is technically for number one in their division in the AFC South. Both teams coming in at three and two. Tennessee is a two and a half point favorite over under set at 42 and a half. Derrick Henry on the season, only 408 yards, but he does have five touchdowns. So he's getting into the red zone and man, I don't know. This Colts offense just doesn't really do it for me. So in my mind, I'm going with the boys. I'm, are you, Riding with the boys as well. Look, look, Indianapolis has pissed me off more than anyone because I have Jonathan Taylor warm my legs. He's pissed me off. Pittman we have him in the bench mob team too. Pittman, Pittman has been hot and cold. I mean, I I want to lean Indianapolis because because I feel like that that that, that this Colts defense is finally taking a turn for the right direction. Um, but no, I have to go Tennessee as well. We may we may be pretty even here throughout. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll see when we get to my team, and we'll see how I'm, far we get I'm there. Going, yeah, I was just about to say, we're going to your team's game next. It's the Jets and the Broncos. I will be live in attendance. Uh, the Jets coming into this game, four and two. The Broncos, two and four. The Broncos are a one-point favorite. The oh, over-under is set at 38. Oh, gosh. I want you pick first because I'm still undecided. I'm going with the milf hunter. the 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 guy is going to come in here. He's going to ride out with every woman uh, who's over his forties purse and, and their cell phone numbers. And yeah, it's mainly because of that defense. That defensive line is pretty damn good. Quinny Williams, they're, they're very good past, they past couple of weeks, and CJ Mosley, like they they hit they hit each other. They hit you. They the they fucked up that Packers offense. Yeah, and I mean fucked them up in Lambeau. I mean, talk about disrespect. Oh, oh, I, I look, look. Reese Hall is a fucking, I mean, he's, he's I, looking he's like a, a hell of a draft pick yeah, right now. Yeah, hell of a dog. I'm, I'm picking the Broncos because I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. So that I, and I still have faith that this team can somehow figure it out. I am expecting to lose this game. And, and I've never thought I'd say that against the Jets team. And Dom, you can call me out. You can say I'm a fucking being like whatever you want to say. I think that my team will lose, but I'm picking my team to win because I have more morals than that. And yes, I had no morals when I picked the Chargers last week. But I have a little bit morals when it says when when because I'm not having the Jets fuck me is what I what, what what I'm thinking. Look, they've played good, but at some point this is this at, at some point this is gonna write itself out, right? Because they're really young. They're very they young. Really it's, young. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing because that means they're 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 eyes wide open. They don't fucking know what's good for them. So it's a very good thing. 
And I think eventually that may catch up to them because, like I said, they still play in the division with, with the best quarterback in football right now. <laughs> they still play in a division where, where, where you have to face good old, good old uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, and, and you know how much he loves beating the Jets. Yeah. You, you still have to face a Miami team that has two of the fastest guys in football. I, I, I mean, I mean, at some point it'll figure itself out. I just I hope for my team's sake that that I, that, that I, I can get a win this week. Is that's all I'm saying. I was so I'm very surprised that they even got that point. I I'm very surprised even, too. Even the only I reason is because be... we're at home. It's because we're at home. It's because of what happened last year. Because our defense was was worse last year. And if if you if you remember that the, the Jets didn't get past the midfield. All so, gas, no breaks, baby. All gas, no breaks. It's it's and all and all give credit where credits due. They're all gas, no breaks right now. Yeah, they, they weren't last year, but they good. are right now. I think I'm gonna. I think I told Dom to bring up. I'm wearing a Le'Veon Bell jersey to the game. I'm. I'm a traitor. That's I have dirty enough. for you. That's dirty for you. What are you doing, Jimmy? That's I have nothing. For you. I have no I mean, dog in this fight doing? anymore. I have no dog in this fight. He's a boxer. He got his ass knocked out by uh, Frank Gore or something That's like that. That's just dirty, Jimmy. That's just. Dirty. I know. I know. I don't like it either. But it's happening. The only. Hey, the only. The only bright spot I have on this is it's not a primetime game. That's true. And let's get fucking stuffed away. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's better, right? Uh, they're definitely not getting the A broadcasters, whoever they they are going to get. They might get Schlereth. I hope they do get Schlereth because when they get Schlereth, he talks so much shit about. It. He actually tells it the, the way that it should be. Um, yeah, uh, Sunday night football, second to last game that we're picking here. The Steelers going to Miami to take on the Dolphins, a Dolphins team that has not had the same quarterback finish the game that started it. Uh, since week one, I want to say since Tua got hurt initially, it's been just a revolving door. This guy broke his hand. This guy's in concussion protocol. Tua's cleared to practice. I have no idea. Like, Jimmy, it's, it's a concussion ball. It is a concussion. <laughs> it's ball. Kenny Pickett versus fucking Tua. And both of them right now are going to be trying it out. This is, this is a, uh, is there a baseball on game or, or what's a good, what's a good basketball game tonight or a hockey game tonight? That's what Sunday night's going to be. Cause I'm not waiting all day for Sunday night this week. I thought that the Broncos versus who, who did we put on Sunday night football? 49ers. 49ers. I thought that was a snooze fest. This may be even worse. I am, I, I, I'm picking the Dolphins and I think you'll probably do the same thing here. I'm picking because, the Dolphins as well. Because you hate the fucking Steelers with everything else of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going the Dolphins here because I, <laughs> the Steelers look so bad last two weeks. They look they, they, their their improvements last week with Trubisky. But if you even if, if you want to play this carousel back and forth with quarterbacks, then it's going to come back to bite you in the ass somehow. And I think it's going to come back to back you back bite you in the ass this week. And and you know what, Dolphins are wearing their cool uniforms and two is back. So I have to go to Dolphins for moral reasons, I guess. Hopefully, neither of these quarterbacks. Gets that. Awesome. Yeah, just don't touch the quarterbacks. Let's Please, let's, make just, sure let's, that let's just play two hand touch. Just just let two hand touch this week. <clears throat> Monday night football. The Chicago Bears going uh, to the sense. Bears going to the Patriots and playing in Foxborough. Um, I'm taking the Bears. I think that the Bears are. This is I. I want to be right one time with them, and they're gonna sneak a. Why the Why the hell the Bears in prime time for two weeks in a row is my first question. But I do hey, think I want to be right. Time for two weeks in a row too. So I'm not I want to be right with them one time, and I think that this is a decent enough week, if any. Um, Bailey Zappi, he's not gonna be the answer. I don't think he's the next Tom Brady. I really don't. I mean, I know you're giving me that look. I know you're giving me that look. 
First off, Mac right. Jones is not Drew Bledsoe, so let's make sure that we we stop that comparison right there. So, you know, but you know what? All the rumors thrown is that Mac Jones wouldn't get surgery. Patriots aren't happy about it, and that he's got an alt- that now he has too much of an ego because of well how well he did last year. And there's one place where you don't have an ego. It's it's New England. So he's gonna learn real quick, Bailey. And apparently he wanted Hoyer to start because that's why I started Hoyer against whoever it was because he was worried that Zappy would take his job. Jimmy, I think this is as real a competition as you may think this. I'm not saying it's a good competition. I'm not saying Zappy's going to be Brady. I'm not saying Zappy will help, will be even Brian Hoyer. But I think the conversation is going to start. I'm going to the Patriots. I am. I, it's dirty. It feels dirty doing it, but I'm going to go to the Patriots. I'm sure I'm not watching that fucking game, though. My God, there's no way in hell I'm watching that one. But, man, I I have to Patriots. I really do. I, I think Zappy is is making a name for himself, A. And, B, is is going to be in a position where Mac Jones is going to be healthy. There's going to be a conversation to be had. There will be. Yeah, it's an interesting situation up there. Uh, let's get Bulla on here because he did get his first win of the season. He's one in six. Oh, I gotta now. look at the lines. Bulla, Bulla did not do his homework as much because he was looking at college football lines. He was too busy, too busy, too busy celebrating his win. He, he, he was popping cigars and, and having a lot of fun. So let me let me pull these college football lines up because, like I said, Bulla texted me earlier and I, and I have to look it up. So give, just give me a second here. He he, he locked in a couple already. But you know, you know where he was looking at. He was looking at the Ohio State line. He was he was flirting around with that minus twenty, and then I was like, eh, "Oh, uh, it's minus twenty nine and a half now." Yeah, yeah, that's that's not ideal. As all I'll say, it's not ideal. Then he was flirting around with Tennessee and Middle Tennessee, and you know what he was taking there? He was going to take. He was going to go against his win last week. It's a weird one. It's a very very weird one. So, but you know what he's going to go with? It's one that you didn't love earlier. He's picking Penn State minus the four against Minnesota. It's a weird one, but he, he likes the Nittany Lions getting back on track. He thinks Michigan's that, that good. And he told me that, that you know what, he's going to ride with Penn State Nittany Lions. He's wearing that light blue. He's, he's rocking the light blue, and he thinks at home. And with that ruckus crowd, they, they can beat Minnesota. Minnesota has a hell of a run game, he said, that Bula told me. But Bula still thinks, you know what? When you're hot, you stay hot. And you roll with teams that you trust, and he's trusting the Nittany Lions this week. Uh, if he wants to do that, I guess that's his, his problem. Hey, hey, last wouldn't... week was unconventional. It, it, was, really, unconventional. it was unconventional yeah. going against Bama. So you never know. You do never know. So that's uh, our Seat Geek NFL Pick'em for Week Seven. Uh, we'll make sure to keep you updated. We'll we'll have updated stats and standings. Nico is ahead by one game still currently. Um, other than that, it's been a good couple weeks so far. We we've been battling back and forth. And now that brings us to our UFC Pick'em that we have this week. UFC 280 is happening. Oliveira versus Makachev. And uh, what are we gonna do? The top three fights. So the Let's co-main. Let's do the top five. The top Let's five, so the full main card. Because I know the other names. You know Chukagan and I know Chukagan. I I know her. I remember her. I don't know the other. I know Benil Dariush. Uh, I, I I remember seeing Gamrot fight on a fight night, and I know Chukagan. She's been around for a while. UFC 280 pick them. Let's see what we have here. Right, we will have Rev on uh, next week to talk about the fallout of the oh. fights. So, hey, Boo Boo the Bears on this card, Jimmy. Who's Boo Boo the Bear? Boo Boo the Bear? You don't remember Boo Boo the Bear? I am so no. A Boo Boo car. 
Oh. How are you oh going to arrest goodness. him? Oh, my goodness. A booby car. He? He's, he's a welterweight. He's, not, he's prelims. Oh, yeah. He has oh. the same last name. That is, that is Booba. That is. That's, yeah. that's Booba the Bear. Booba the Bear's back, Jimbo. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, that's, that's a tough sledding for, for uh, um, Bruce Buffer this week with these names. These are all, I mean. The these are all Vulcan, names that, that are not tough to pronounce. He's going to have a hell of a week. Vulcan Ozdemir is one of the easiest ones to do, and that's still pretty out there. Um no, this is actually now that I'm looking through the card again, I kind of forgot who was who was all on it and everything like that. This is the return of Killshaw. Um, yeah, you got so, Sugar Show, Sugar Show, yeah, Bilal Muhammad and the the Twitter the Twitter God. I mean, yeah, Boo Boo the Bear. You know I'm Ryan Boo Boo the Bear. Yeah, I I figured that you probably had some money on him already. Um, let's let's get into this main card. So we're starting off first fight on the main card is women's flyweight. It's Caitlin Shikagian, uh, plus one seventy five underdog, and Manon Firo. Firo, um, she's nine one, minus two ten. You said that you've seen Shikagian fight. What are you thinking here? What are, which, what's well, what I'm what I'm thinking is I'm thinking this Firo girl is looking mean as a motherfucker. I think she's gonna win. I look Shikagian. Shikagian's like I said, been around for a while. She's been hot and cold, orthodox fighter. I mean, look, she she's she's a girl that. She's gonna she's gonna put up a fight. I would expect this to go the distance, but I'm gonna have to go with the, with with the higher fire right now. Manon 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 Fiero Fiero. That that's a hell of a French name. I'll tell you that. I'm gonna roll with her this week. Look, it's it's look Fiero. If you're if you're a betting betting person here and you're wanting to take a fighter in, in, in a certain type of way you take Fiero by decision or by knockout submission average zero percent takedown accuracy 50 percent but takedown averages is, is it's not high. it's it's high but she was a ground and pound woman when she gets on the ground she gets a high mount and she's going to to, to to try to go for the head not for the submission so i'm i'm gonna go Fiero here for whatever reason uh next one that we have up here the lightweight Fight Benil Dariush, uh, plus 160 underdog going up against Mateus, Mateus Garmat, who is 21 and one and a minus 190 favorite. Also, uh, actually pretty much even except for, for the reach. I, I think I'm going to go with Gar- Gamrat. I know that I've seen Dariush fight. I know that he's a monster. I think that he's a little bit past his, his prime. Yes. I think that he missed his championship window and he had a great run. But now Gamrot seems like he's the, the young guy that's coming up there. And I think Dariush is nowhere a gatekeeper. I think that's what we're going to see in that matchup there at lightweight. Yeah, I think Dariush is going to be the gatekeeper here. I'm with you here. I'm with Gamrot here as well. I think he's – look, he, he's a very up-and-coming fighter that has, has a lot of – um, um, a lot of good stamina has been through a lot of fights here and there with 22 wins on or 21 wins under his belt and 22, um, um, fights. I mean, Darius, like I said, good fighter, but this is a gatekeeper match and you, you we all know how the gatekeeper matches go. It usually either a does not end well for, 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 for the, the gatekeeper or B ends in a decision and no one's happy at all. So I'm going to go with Gamera here, taking that next step and getting himself into a picture in the lightweight division. Uh, next one up here, basically the, the third biggest fight on the card, Peter Yan and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Bantamweight matchup. Sugar Show is a plus 220. I honestly think this is too early, too big of a step for him, too early. Um, 
other than the fact that he's got about a five inch height advantage, a five inch reach advantage. There is nothing in, in what I've seen from sugar show in his last few fights to say that you're ready for this. And Peter Yan is that dude. I mean, Peter Yan should still be the champion. He, he lost the belt on a technicality where he had a, he had an illegal knee. That was, that was what lost him his championship. And, and, and the next fight after that, Aljo was just, was just putting too much pressure. And honestly, it could have went either way. So I'm look, I can't bet the sugar show. I'm going to do it just for the fuck of it and be like, you know what? Let's just see what this two plus two twenty gets me. I don't think he's going to win. I really don't. I think Pierre Yon is still, like I said, this is, this division is very top heavy with the top three, obviously top three, other, other top two, we'll get to here in a moment, but sugar show is not ready for that yet. He really isn't. You think he had so much trouble with, with, with Cheeto Vera. Peter Yon will put you in the deeps of hell and, and, mm-hmm. and drag you to the deep end and make your life miserable. A on the ground and pound and B stand up game that will that was so much better than you. The one thing that will that will help Sugar Show so much is that massive reach. Like we're talking a five inch reach is massive for especially against a guy like Peter Yon who does like to stand up. So that may help Sugar Show in the long run here. I still, I still have to go Peter Young because I think he's a much more accurate fighter than than Sugar Show, who's just going to come out swinging. Uh, co-main event also at the 135 pound weight class. It is TJ Dillashaw's first time to try and recapture his title since he had since he lost it to Cejudo and then had the year long suspension for the PADs. Um, he did come back in 2021, beat Corey Sandhagen in a split decision. This is based. I think that he got this. He he got this matchup based on his reputation, and I mean, good on him. He was. He he cannot be understated for the the streak that he stopped with Henan Burrell. That was crazy, and he went on a a run after that. The trilogy with Garbrandt was great. He's been. He's definitely earned his reputation and it's deserved. I don't know if he's gonna still have it i mean he's Jimmy, older i don't know if you've seen the pictures of killershaw killershaw looks fucking killer. is he back on the sauce Dude, it looks like it. it almost looks like it it really does i'm going to kill a shot here the whole way. yes i'm fucking homeboy i don't care yes he's fights out of colorado fucking fight me i don't care you know i'm gonna ride with the colorado boys nine times out of ten so i'm going kill a shot here and like i said i love i look aljo is a good story it really is but at this point, I think Killershaw just is that next level. And, I, and like I said, I think this, this division has been waiting for it since Cejudo left. Between the fights between Yon and Sterling and basically a wanting circle around who's going to be the guy, who's not going to be the guy. Well, Killershaw was that guy. I think he steps back in and takes over, in my opinion. So I'm going to go Killershaw here, getting the title back, being the guy. I'm picking Aljo. I think that he's too young. He's too quick. He's he's going to expose Dillashaw for being out of his prime. Unless Dillashaw is back on the sauce. And then, and yeah, he's going to have. He's on the sauce. He's, he's, he's going to be. you see the pictures, he looks like he's on the sauce. Uh, well, yeah, whatever helps. Uh, then the main event, the one that we're all here for, Charles Oliveira, the lightweight champion, taking on Islam Makachev, the next big thing. Uh, four, three and a half inch reach advantage for Oliveira obviously coming off and defending his championship a couple times now is been the class of this very stacked, very top heavy lightweight division coming off of a submission victory over Justin Gaethje. And then uh, as well as Dustin Poirier and a KO of Michael Chandler. So he's been on a roll. It's not like there's anything really that you can say 
points to him not being able to pull this off or not being able to continue to be successful. Other than the fact that when you look at Islam Makachev and the, he hasn't lost a fight in three years, his last three, uh, KO and Ben Green, Dan Hooker submission, Boise submission, Dover submission, uh, Ramos, like he's, he's put together quite the resume in, in the short amount of time that he's been in the, in the UFC. Is he ready to take that next step? Is he ready to become a world champion? That is the question that is going to need to be answered this weekend. I'm sorry, Jimmy. What resume? Because last time I checked, he basically got this fight because he's friends with Habib. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. You're going to say I mean, I'll that's be the what... one to say it. I know we're going to get shit for it. I'll be the one to say it. He's, he got this fight because he's Habib. Look, Jimmy, the, the people you just named, Bobby fucking Green, Dan Hooker, uh, Dober, who who's washed. I mean, last five fights have been nobody's. Jimmy. And look, I think you lean the same direction I do, but look at the dogs of Oliveira's face. He's faced the who's who of this division, and and like when when I when I when I think of what Charles is and what and what he's able to do, I have to go Charles. It's it's on it's 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 uncanny. It's unorthodox. Everyone's going to be riding the fuck out of Makachev because of his wrestling. But there's one guy. One guy in this division that I know can handle the ground against him, it's Charles Oliveira. We're talking about a guy that beat Gaethje, beat Poirier, beat Michael Chandler, beat Tony Ferguson, beat Keith Lee. That's just his last five fights, Jimmy. This guy has the repertoire, the the fights under his belt where you can be like, yep, there's one guy that I'm trusting, it's him. And, And unless I get proved wrong, the odds right now, what were they sitting at originally? Let me see. It's plus one sixty for Oliveira. I'm hammering the fuck out of that, and it's not even not even silly. I I am going to be riding the hell out of that. Look, I think Makachev is an animal. I think he got peed on this way too damn quick. You're telling me the guy last fight beat Bobby Green. Bobby Green's not a bad fighter. Don't get me wrong, but his last win was Bobby Green, and you're giving him a title shot. I mean, Jimmy, the names are just names. He doesn't fight any of them. Any of them. Like any of the I, guys that Oliveira's fought, he hasn't even stepped in the ring with. I do think Makachev is is, is probably the the rightful the the rightful person, next person to get 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 a title shot. But I think at this point, it's hard for me to pick against Oliveira. Plus, with plus odds too. Fuck yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of leaning that way too. I mean, the the run that he's been on, <clears throat> and he's made it look easy against guys like Gaethje and and guys like Michael Chandler, and, and so. I'm on Oliveira as well. We're, we're pretty even on that one. The only one that we disagree on was Dillashaw and, and Aljo. So that'll be the deciding factor. And then when we have Rev on next week, he'll tell us why we were wrong in our picks. Yeah, and, we know doing, yeah. yeah. and, and hey, what's go the, Boo-Boo the bear. That's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> Boo-Boo gets the knockout. Boo-Boo gets the knockout. That's what I'm calling. Uh, let's get into uh, – do you have a start bench cut or do you want to do play it, player let's, of the let's, week? Let's get play and player of the week because there are some really good ones out there. I want to hear what you got first. Uh, let's see my play. I'm going to go with Cogs's goal because Cogliano, the fact that he was a trade trade deadline acquisition last week or last year came in and gave one of the speeches and the players only meeting during the playoff run. And then he kicks off the season scoring early on. I'm going to say that that my play of the week, whether it was that beautiful of a goal or not, it set the tone. And I love to see guys like that, that are still, I mean, he's a competitor because they won the cup. He finally got his cup that he'd been working so hard for, and he looks like he wants to go at it again. So, yeah, I, 
I like that one. I do like that one. I'm gonna look NBA's back, so you know I'm gonna ride this a little bit. Paolo Banchero is back, baby. He's the number one pick. And look, I could have gone with the Jeff Green dunk because he uh, baptized the guy and he's 35 years old. Yeah, he baptized uh, good old uh, Kelly Olinick over there in game one, but we're getting our ass kicked, so it doesn't matter. So I'm gonna go with Paolo Banchero, who's the number one pick over uh, on the, uh, the dunk in game one. Um, uh, against Detroit, so uh, like I said, Paolo looks like an absolute animal, and and I and I love what I've seen on him in preseason, and his dunk over. Let me see who the hell this was. I can't even know who. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Looks like Amir Johnson, but I I'm I'm picking that dunk over Paolo where he basically got the end one and put his nuts in in the guy's face. Uh, my player of the week is Jalen Hyatt. That dude was a, a man amongst boys. The fact that you had six receptions and five touchdowns, 270 yards, that, that's impressive. And it's against Alabama's defense. Uh, that's, that's, that's not a bad one at all. Um, let me see. Let me see. I was, I, I was going to pick Hennon Hooker, but, you know, I won't, I won't, I won't be that weird. I won't, won't, won't be a broken record. Let me see. Let me see what happened last week. Oh, shoot. Damn, I could have, I could have, I could go with a couple ones here. I did like what Kelsey did. I think, like, like you know what? I'm gonna go Josh Allen. That's an easy one. Josh Allen. What, like I said, him jumping over dudes. It's back to back years now where Josh Allen has leaped over Kansas City guy in basically basically the exact fashion. And I'm riding with Josh Allen. Like I said, I wish I was a Bills fan. I really it looks so much yeah. funny Bills fan, Jimmy. I want to pull myself through a table and baptize me in a Bills Mafia but I, at some point if, if my team keeps doing this to me. So I I, I love what Josh Allen's doing. And, I, and like I said, outplaying Patrick Mahomes, your defense doing what it did, I love what Josh Allen's doing. So Josh Allen's player of the week for me. Uh, we'll see. Maybe for next football season, since we know that Josh Allen is good, we'll put together a T-shirt for the, the Bills because the T-shirts that we put together haven't been panning out the greatest um, with the ride or die or the, the uh, return. Yeah, to we're the dying. You yeah. should – you guys should – uh, should get pick up one of those shirts because they are super nice and comfy, and you can get them by going to uh, bonfire.com backslash variety-sports-network, and you can get all kinds of variety sports network memorabilia in here. Uh, are we missing anything? Anything else that we got to kind of wrap up here? I think that was pretty Not solid. Not really. Like I said, it's fun having Florida sports on. Look, yeah. the Yankees uh, uh, rigged baseball, oh, yeah. baseball, baseball. Baseball rigged the Yankees to beat the Guardians, is all I'll say. Uh, um, um, the Guardians deserve better. They, they, they made, they didn't Did you the see the downpour that was going on the other night? There's hey, a hey, reason why that game got rescheduled. It's okay. I like to think that the that the MLB is rigged and, and, and baseball just rigs everything. So that's why I'm doing that and saying this. Um, good for the Phillies and the Padres series. That'll be fun. I just, look, I, I just don't want the Yankees, if I'm being honest with you. And I really don't want the Astros you, either. I was going to say, you so, better go with the trash. I, go the Phillies Yankees. or go Padres, right? <laughs> that's that's where I'm at at this point. <laughs> Fuck. And, and, uh. and, and I hate the city of Philadelphia, which, which I really should uh it's not as bad as, as, I, as i've been saying and and padres are supposed to be supposed to be rivals i guess but they're it, my team's the rockies are irrelevant so it doesn't matter yeah well as of we're recording this the nlcs is tied 1-1 phillies and padres the alcs the astros have a one game lead and when you guys are listening to this you'll be able to watch game two of the alcs uh the pitching matchup is going to be severino versus valdez um houston is favored minus 155 just so everybody's aware um but yeah that's our playoff baseball talk 
It's almost over, uh, We got in for you. You didn't think we did, but we, we, we got it for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this has been episode 113 of the Front of the Bench podcast. Be sure to follow at FEOTB Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll want to check out the video. Uh, if you've been listening, you see, you know what Nico's talking about. Plus, we'll have our uh, UFC and NFL pickums come out on the YouTube channel. Um, be sure to follow at Variety underscore Sports underscore. Subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. Sundays live at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We go live with Talking the Gridiron. Uh, myself, Darren, Tyler, Nico's been on. Rev has been a frequent uh, contributor to that show as well. So be sure to check that out on Variety Sports Network. Um, and yeah, continue. I mean, we got sports for days now. So we're going to have hockey, basketball every single night. Football is still rolling right along. We're about to have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night action, Wednesday night football. It's going to be all all week. So we're going to have plenty of stuff to talk about. My bank account, my, 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 betting, my sports betting bank account was doing so good, Jimmy. And then, you know, everything just started, came out of me like a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> tends to blow in that way, I, I guess you could say. Um, anyways, this has been episode 113 of the Far End of the Bench for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host Nico Bryant. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you guys next week. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.